Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring Good Morning Amigo. Good morning, amigo. Good morning, sunshine. I'm fried. I'm fried. It's Friday, baby. All's good in the neighborhood. That neighborhood is La Pequeña Habana, the epicenter of the United States of the Caribbean. Yeah, buddy. You're listening <laughs> to the official show of the United States of the Caribbean, the one and only Good Morning Amigo show. Yes. Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. There is no show on this platform with this kind of flavor. None. Sazon. They got Spanish shows that play Spanish music. Nobody got them Spanglish flavor. We're going to Spanglish this baby up. That's how we're going to roll around here. Yep. Oh, it's so good. So much to get to. Dodgers are done. Braves win 10 2. You're giving up on them already? Not giving up, but they're down 3 1. I mean, they could. I forgot who throws tonight, and then it's Bueller. If there is a game six, Dios mío. A Braves and Rays World Series. Can't have that, man. Cannot have that. What's going on in the NFL, man? All these teams are getting cases, Frank. Dustin Mays, uh, by the way, starting game five for the Dodgers. Mays is five. Then Bueller. Bueller, if there is a game six. Bueller. 7 a.m. Sports Center. Headline story. Colts organization, several inside, test positive for coronavirus. This is on SportsCenter and ESPN. And the two anchors are two young ladies, Frank. You got to love that. Got to love it. We got a radio station that has majority ladies. I, you got to love that. We got a shop, brother. <laughs> Another amazing news. My dude, Bobby Bowden, released from the hospital. He has recovered from coronavirus. That's good news. That's amazing news because you know that I love that old man. Yeah, he's great people. Oh, man, I love him, bro. I've told you. I saw him in Detroit, Kings Hat and all. Shouted out to him. He said hi very, very, very what nice. What a gentleman. What a, what a throwback. What a – you just don't know, man. You just don't know. You don't know. It doesn't – it just doesn't make sense either because – how do I put this, man? Like, he is, uh, he's the enemy. Why do I like him so much? I, same thing with Coach K, but I don't like Coach K the way I like Bob. No, I agree with you 100%. Coach K is just respect, and I just think, I think largely of him and his following, and all, but, but Bobby is a different ballgame for me. Agreed. Only person that gives him competition in the coaching realms relative to college football for me, for me and my personal preference, now I'm not stating he's the greatest, is Jimmy Johnson. And it's not fair that I had a personal experience with Jimmy Johnson. Covered his team that won the championship. So I, it's fun. It's fun, Frank. So, so much to get to today. By the way, before I relinquish talking about me anymore, you know, as we're getting ready to, we're building these websites. So coming soon will be a website that I have, and then we're also going to build a Slam Radio website. We're not going to. We're in the midst of building it. In fact, about halfway done. Um, Oh, was that something no. I needed to know? No, no, no. That's my. 
production stuff. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, I didn't realize I was. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I lost my train of thought. I hate when that happens. Were you with me on this website? Website. Thank you. So I have to come up with some bio about stuff, right? Ben, you can make a bio sound great. Listen to this, Frank. Larry Millian covered the national champion, 1987 Miami Hurricanes football team. Maybe also had the privilege of covering the Miami Heat all four years of the LeBron era, the big three era, I'm going to call it. That's, that's kind of cool, huh? I'd say that sounds pretty cool. To put that in your resume, it's a little overblown. It's not like I had a beat with the Herald to do it. You know, I just I was a radio guy that got credentialed. But I was covering it because every day I'd go on the air and talk about, you know, went to a few press conferences, post-gamers. It's almost all the post-gamers. That's cool. That's a cool experience to have. Was, I mean, dude, I was getting interviewed all over the country simply because my my claim to fame was knowing when they were going to win and when they were going to lose. It's somebody on social media noticed, and I it was it's kind of crazy how much. So you were good at that one time when I covered that team. For some reason, I knew when they were on and I knew when they were not going to win. Because you suck at that right now. Right now, I'm terrible at that. Right now, I can't put one. Right now, it's horrible, but that's because I'm not covering a team right now. I'm, or 16-year-olds, <laughs> making sure they understand what the you know concept of what they're doing on the air is. So that's what happens, you see. I don't know. I've just, you know, uh, I don't know why I've gotten so bad at it. It seems like every team. But hold on now. I'm picking with my heart now. No, that's not true because I would pick the Heat to lose and they'd win. Exactly. Then I'd pick the Heat to win and they'd lose. Exactly. You're pi- you pick with fear now. That's the issue. When you pick with fear, when you think with fear, you don't think straight. And the problem is that you've lately you've been thinking with fear. So I think you need to open your heart and let it out like what you truly feel is going to happen the way you used to back in the day. You're picking with a lot of fear right now. And then the whole entire playoff run, I'm, I'm picking Boston. Oh, I'm picking Milwaukee. And you were wrong every single time because you were picking with fear. You were so worried about being wrong that it was clouding your judgment. And it was making you choose the wrong, uh, making you make the wrong decisions. I think that's what it is. I, th- I just came across it right now. You can't, live with, you can't live life in fear. You can't make choices in fear. You can't pick games in fear. Don't pick them in fear, though. I was, this is my team that I was in fear. Listen, you're not aware that you're in fear because one that's with fear never admits that they have fear. So the first process, the first step to getting over this fear, I think you need to admit that you're a little, a little afraid lately. But I'm really not. What gives you the impression I'm afraid? I pick with conviction. The game is changing before your very eyes. You don't understand why people celebrate the way they do. You want everything to be the way it was before. Are you all this, calling me? Are you all this calling fear. me old? It's not fear. All this yeah. is fear that's just been kind of just wrapped up and bubbled up, and now all of a sudden oh, we have fearful million. I'm not listening to you. This is hogwash. This is. This is poppycock. Why are you coming to me at this, like this, with this? Release the fear, Milian. The fear is released. There's no fear. Who the hell told you there's fear? I sense fear in you. I sense a disturbance in the forest also. Oh, God. There's no fear, brother. 
I'm just tired of this this playoff season. Something's off with you, Milian. Something's I'm really off with you this morning. It's playoff season. Every team I attach to, they lose. It's Listen, crazy. Something is really off with you this morning, and I haven't been able to necessarily put a finger on it, but something is something's off with you. I don't so think so. I'm gonna fight, I'm gonna, young my, mission, my mission for today's show, by the time it's over, is to figure out what is going on with you? Man. Because you are not yourself. You've come Fine. in with a different swag. I don't, Fine. I don't understand. And I'm telling you, you're bringing up this pick thing and how good you were back in the day and how bad you are at it now. I'm telling you, you're picking in fear. You need to start picking with your. Not, stop picking with your heart because that's what led to the fear. You need to start thinking with your mind. I am thinking with my mind. You're not. You're thinking with your heart, and your heart leads to emotions, and emotions leads to anger, and anger leads to the dark side, and dark side comes with fear. You, my friend. Have to come back. I'm fine, dude. There's nothing wrong with me. Is it the black shirt I'm wearing that has you thinking I'm on the dark side? A little bit. That leads to it. Come on. You've been dressing up pretty dark this week, though, man. Hold on a minute. You haven't dressed in any light colors. <laughs> you haven't dressed in any light colors. Everything's been navy, blue, or black, or gray. What's going on with What's you? What's your point? One thing has nothing to add in more gray. It's been navy or dark all week. You're right. That's just a coincidence. You know, those are my favorite colors. <sighs> no football last night, huh? Nope. So we got to talk about that other game? Yep. Either that or us figuring out what the hell's going on with you. I'm fine. There's nothing wrong with me. It's Friday. And it's very gloomy outside. As you can tell, it looks like the apocalypse. If, if you needed to film a movie with a scene with a thunderstorm, today would be the day. <laughs> Do I need to bring out the Darth Vader hat again? You're like freaking me out here. I'm fine, bro. I'm, everything's cool. We're good. We are good. Last night, the other baseball game, the American League Championship Series, Rays had at one point a commanding three games to nothing lead. The Astros won game four the night before last night. Last night in game five, game locked at three. Carlos Correa goes yard. With his walk-off home run, and the Astros win 4-3. to three. Now it's three games to two in favor of the Rays. They'll play game six tonight. Apparently, according to Dusty Baker, the manager of the Astros, Carlos Correa called the walk-off home run. He actually told him, yeah, I'm going to walk this off. Called it. And then they interviewed Carlos Correa later on, totally separate from Dusty, and they asked him what happened before the at-bat. And he told me, he goes, I told Dusty I was going to walk it off. That's pretty, uh, pretty impressive. I, I will say this. For as much and critical as I've been about Carlos, he actually behaved last night. I was perfectly okay with the home plate celebration. It's a walk-off homer. You get to celebrate those. Mm -hmm. Those those you get to do. Those you get to dance. You just I don't like the bat flip, but you can dance around. That's a team celebration. A bat flip wasn't insane. It was nothing. He listen. I'm very critical of him, and I'm just simply telling you. His bat flip was a bat toss. It was nice. There was nothing wrong with his bat toss last night. He behaved last night. Is what I'm trying to tell you. Mm -hmm. He hit the ball. He looked at it. He almost had that moment of instead of cockiness, of amazement. He actually took in the moment because it was a pretty big moment to hit a walk-off at that point. He saved their season. Yeah. Um, the joy in his face was evident. I'm a little scared to say it was fun to see them celebrate. They, they had a good time at home play celebration. They did. Uh, he behaved. So I, I'll lay off of him today. You know what I mean? But uh, How about Ozuna? Ozuna's an idiot, bro. <laughs> Ozuna's a moron. And they had all the slow-mo bits for it as well. He's, he, apparently, Correa passed the torch to him. Ozuna and Acuna, these guys are idiots. Oh, I can't stand them. But he did it on the bases. Whatever. The, you said Ozuna, but okay. It's Acuna, the one that bothers me. 
Cunha was the one celebrating outside of the dugout. He didn't hit the home run. No, no. You know what I'm saying? He yes. didn't hit the home run, okay. but you could Because when we talked earlier, I said Ozuna, and you're like, yeah. And I'm like, but he ran around the bases. He's pumping his fist. Which is fine. Time. You know that I'm okay with that stuff. That's not that's not showing up. People got to get a thicker skin than that. You hit a dong like that in a big moment to pump your fist. But it's the other stuff. And this idiot jumping over the railing and and, and bouncing around like a, like a, a circus trapeze artist. It, it, man... So I, I can't it's believe too much. I can't believe I'm gonna say this, but I kind of there's times that I enjoy watching sports with my girl, right? Cause she's very observant and she asks the most absurd questions. Like she'll ask me uniform questions and all this why are the finals called the finals and not the NBA championships? All these ridiculous questions that make me go, hmm. Well, last night we were watching Town Hall and then we flipped over to the games or whatever to, to, during I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You were watching what? The Trump Town Hall. Oh. Oh, okay. That was a curveball. Go ahead. I'm listening. So, anyways, during commercials, I don't, I don't even know which, which, which conversation to, to, to entertain. But I'm gonna keep on going the way I was going. Okay. <laughs> so after so you, commercials, after commercial to town hall. So we go to commercials. We go to the games. Right. Expected twist. But go ahead. We see a walk off home run at the perfect timing. She's like, "Wow, did you know that was gonna happen?" And I'm like, "Absolutely not." But I knew the game was almost over, so why not? So then I flip over the Braves game. As the Braves get flipped to the Braves game, something happened with Acuna. They got injured or something. They were looking at him. They were doing something with him. I don't know what the heck yeah, happened. Uh -huh. So my wife goes, why is he playing with all that jewelry? And you thought of me. And I thought of you. Immediately. Immediately. Within a nanosecond. I haven't been able to give her an answer. I go, honey, this, those are some because players that, just yeah, like to wear. But to he do. wears like seven chains. No, it's out of control. He wears seven it's chains. Not it's not seven. I'm exaggerating a little bit. Twelve. But it's multiple chains. It's multiple chains. Out of control. It's out of control. I, I'm sorry. I just, you know, whatever. I'm. There's nothing to criticize me. It's an opinion, bro. And it's not even founded on anything. I have cousins that look just like that. They still don't play Major League Baseball. That's mm -hmm. all. Like, however you want. You're free to do whatever you want. The only thing I was able to tell her is just he's just super flashy. He plays flashy. He celebrates flashy. He has flashy hair. He's super a lot is what he is. I think he has the hair just so he can be flashy with it. They, it's, it's incredible. They... They don't understand. I, I don't care about his hair. In fact, I don't even care how he looks. It doesn't matter. It's the combination of all preconceived notions that piss me off. I'm more mad at the people who come to judgment on it. And what makes me mad isn't that I'm coming to judgment on it. What makes me mad is it's, it's, it's avoidable by certain things that are extra. It's not like everyone else is doing it and they're only picking on us. We're the only ones doing it and apparently... Someone could justify it by saying that. Dude, I think the best point I made to this, and I'm going to walk away from it, is, bro, there's a lot of Hispanic players in the league. They don't all act like that. They don't all act like that. They don't all act like that. Although it's starting to get contagious. There's a few of them who think that it's, it's what everybody wants to see. I, don't, I can't. I don't know what to tell you, Frank. I don't even know what to say. But whatever. He dances around. He celebrates. Look, the Braves are one game away from the World Series. They are one game away from the World Series. I have no control over that. I sit and watch. So it is what it is. I'd like to see the Dodgers win. It is looking more and more like the Dodgers are going to go home. It's looking more and more like the Dodgers may have a manager change. You got to think if they don't win, Roberts is done.
right? Yeah, they he, they have that team built, and they pretty much pretty they gave him the Corvette, and they told him don't crash it. And he if he loses it. once again, I, you have to feel he's done. You can't you can't possibly believe that they're gonna consider giving him another opportunity, another year. I know who I'd hire. I know who I'd hire. You want to talk about theater? You like there to be drama and theater in sports, right? Everybody loves it, and I fight against it. So now I'm gonna be the villain. Lupinella. No, you know who I would hire. So if Dave Roberts loses his job, Dodgers lose five or six games, and they fire him. They're looking for a new manager. Who are you bringing in? I'm going to give you one guess. I don't think you're going to get it. I'm probably not. There's, hmm. Oh, yeah. Girardi. No. Alex Cora. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mark the tape. Because if that comes through, you're going to look at me and go, how did you do that? Mark it. All right. If he loses his job, that's who I would hire. Now, if somebody as smart as I, if, if someone in that front office is as smart as I am, they'll do the same thing. That's who I'd hire. It, he has all the motivation in the world <laughs> to resolve that problem once and for all. I got a funny feeling that no matter how many garbage cans they threw out, the Houston Astros are going to be good for years to come. They're a good baseball team. They're a good baseball team, Frank. I, I have fought it. Team. I have fought it. You said it. They didn't play great during the season. When they snuck into the playoffs, this was my fear. And my fear is they could lose tonight. No, my fear is that they make it to the World Series <laughs> and they're two games away and then I have to start going through the tapes. I already have a strategy on how I'm going to find it. But I'm going to pull the tape out that I said they're going to win the championship this year. Sure, you'll find that one. I know. I just have to find out when fears pretty much said it because it was during those shows that I had told you. <sighs> I told you, man. I called it. I called it. This penalty wasn't enough. I understand. But listen, they threw out all the garbage cans. These guys can still hit the baseball. Yes. They're still clutch. That's why I told you. They, still, they still got arms. They can, they can still play the game. It's still a great ball club. That's why I told you. I was like, yo, this, the penalty is not enough. You had to suspend players on this because they're still going to – it doesn't matter who you put in there as the manager. They're still going to come around. They're still going to win it. And they're very close to making me look very right. They just have to well, get over Well, what would be somehow. amazing is if they came back and beat the Braves. No, the I mean Rays, the Rays. Rays. Oh my God, I keep the, the, uh, Rays, Braves. That's the problem. Those. A little team dyslexia there. Mm -hmm. It's also Friday. You're fried. Fried. I'm a little fried. Um. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. We're and, and I think what makes me even happier is the notion that I don't really care about anything that happens. I don't really have a horse in the game, and the only pony that I rented for an hour. <laughs> Is about to lose. My hour's almost up with the Dodgers. Oh, God. I put on my, my Joe Kelly shirt yesterday. And I, I'm like, oh, boy. Have you even this is going to become a pajama soon. Have you, <laughs> <laughs> have you even attempted to reach out to Renee? Um, no, I don't want to jinx it. I'm just, I'm not saying anything. I'm just, we're just, I'm letting. When you're in the playoffs, the communication cease until after the playoffs. It's, you know, it's. Troubling I times. I agree. If you're rooting for a team in the playoffs, highly unlikely I'm going to call you. If you call me, we're going to talk. But I'm not calling you. I don't know. Am I really that superstitious? But yeah, I'm not calling you. No, I concur. Yeah. Carlos Correa walk off. They go at game six tonight. That should be fun. Should be interesting. Did you see the diagram of the, the relievers in the raised bullpen and the angles of their arms? The clock? 
Yes, I saw that. That was the most ridiculous diagram I've ever seen. That should man. prove to you that I was watching baseball yesterday, by the way. Well, that should prove to you that I was watching too. I know you watch though. You you just wonder if I watch. I watch all the time. I just watch and do other things too. That was that was crazy analytics. Yeah. I hate the Rays. I can't stand them, bro. I, can't, I mean, I know I don't like the Astros either, but I I really can't stand the Rays. And the Rays are come, are be, you know, they're doing the whole. They're getting into the little celebration thing too, you know. Although that guy, what's his name? So some, something was a pain now or something. That guy's like six or seven postseason home runs. The, the outfielder for the Rays. He's been killing, crushing the ball. The, are you talking about the right fielder? I think it's the right fielder, yeah. It starts with an M. I can't think of the name right He's now. He's got some strange name there that I can't pronounce. He had a home run the, uh, game four, and he caught a ridiculous catch over the wall in, in foul territory. Was that him too? I believe so. I don't know. If that's Unless we're talking about a different guy. I don't know if that's the guy. I think we might be talking about the left. You might be talking about the left fielder. I'm talking about the left fielder, actually, not the right fielder. This guy's got like six or seven postseason home runs. He's gone out of his mind. What the hell? He's got one of the oddest last names I've ever seen. It's something Pena. It's not even Pena. It's just like Pena's inside this 13-letter last name. I don't know if my sports director knows who the hell I'm talking about, but you know he could have bailed me out about a minute. I I. I think I know who you're talking about, but I also... You have a hard time with his last name, don't you? Yeah. Yes. It's a troubling last name. Yeah, I'm not pronouncing this last name. Susugo. No, 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 no. Not Susugo. Lowell? K-Mare? It's a Rosarena. It's not Pena. It's a Rosarena. I knew it wasn't Kiermaier. A Rosarena. Oh, he's listed in the depth chart as a right fielder. But he played left field. He's playing him in left field right now. He played left field last night. Yeah, I got all he does is dongs. So Margot was the right fielder I was talking about. Yeah, Mar- yeah Margot's also been playing really and good. Margot's in yeah, that's an easy last name. That's an easy last name. Right, but that was the name that started with an M that I right. told you I couldn't think of what of it was. Of course. So they, they both teams go out of today, right? No days off. These guys are having trouble. Here. Bro, no days off. That's why I told you. That's why I told you during the division series that this brought a different aspect to it because now managers have to start thinking about the rotation with no days off. So it's not necessarily the way it used to be when you had the travel day off, and then that way you can kind of use that as a rest day and reshuffle your, your bullpen. Framber That's Valdez. why Dusty was so happy yesterday when Correa told him he was going to walk off. He goes, please, because I don't want to have to put in the guy that I have to put in tomorrow, and I have to use him today because once I use him today, I can't use him tomorrow. Framber Valdez versus Blake Snell. That's got trouble written all over it because Snell can pitch. 607 first pitch. TBS, by the way. I'll be watching that game. Dude, if Framber, if Framber Valdez can pitch a gem for the Astros, oh, boy, stuff's going to get interesting around the American League Championship Series. I don't know, because Blake Snell's dynamite. That, that should be a closeout game for the Rays. Oh, Rays fans, no, no pressure. Don't blow this one. I mean, Rays fans are used to trouble. Oh, boy, don't blow this one, Rays, because then you go to a Saturday night game seven, all hands on deck. I already told you what I want to happen. What is it that you want to happen, young Anthony? I want this series to go into seven, and I want bottom of the ninth, tie game. Oh, I know. And my favorite player on the Rays, G-Man Choi, hits a walk-off home run to break to the Astros. Didn't he tie the game for you boys last night? Yes. What you kind did. of Yankee fan are you rooting for the Rays? I would actually. I'm rooting for the Rays. I'm singularly rooting for G-Man Choi. The same well, way I. Root I'd for give you respect for that, but I would watch the Jetsons or something rather than watch that American League Championship Series. But whatever, I have What's to watch it. It's my job. Like it's my job, you know. It's my job. Anthony, just imagine the 
bat flip he'll do though. That would be an incredible bat flip. Wow. No, 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 no. That's wrong for sports, Mario. Come on. Oh yeah, that's right. Players can't show any emotion while celebrating. Oh, so you guys want to get sarcastic with me? That's good. All right, that's fine. Did you guys see Acuna yesterday when somebody else hit a home run? Of I'm course. telling you, when he retires from baseball, oh, that's right, Ringling Brothers doesn't do a circus anymore. He can go to Cirque du Soleil, I'm sure, because he, boy, he can do some things acrobatically. I wonder if they tell him, all right, hey, go. We got you filmed. Or they tell him before the game, hey, you do this, we're going to get you filmed, you're going to be on TV. Why? What's the essence of walking out of the dugout and standing outside in foul territory celebrating? I know when I played baseball in Little League. You remember that, Frank? You played Little League baseball? Your team would get an out if you did that. Like, um, I mean, you'd get an out if you did that. Yeah, 100%. Because they teach you that that's not the way you play. Ah. So they're trying to, they're trying to mold that at oh, an early okay age. It's okay now. It's okay now. It's, it's that showboat. Here's the problem I'm I have sure, with the I'm show. I'm sure boating. it's still an out of Tamiami, Flagami, Hammocks, whatever park you play at. Brother, what I don't like about it is that you allow the pendulum to swing one way and the other. If you allow that, then you have to allow them to get super pissed off and act like idiots. We've said this before. So, like, when they get into a fight, they can get into a wailing fight, it, grab bats, and throw it. Because if you allowed one side of the pendulum, you have to allow the other. Why can't it just be even keel? Don't over-celebrate. Don't get too pissed. Especially, Imagine I mean, the thought of asking a professional who earns millions of dollars for playing a child's game to act like an adult instead of like a child. Can you imagine the thought of that, Anthony? Mario, can you even understand that? Can you even comprehend the notion of that? I keep mocking that they act like fools. And yet you guys are the same ones that say that baseball's passe and it's old. That's what's going to make it new? That? That. Come on, no, guys. Come on, come on, come on. You're the same ones that complain about LeBron crying and the Lakers crying. What's the damn difference? What's no, the damn difference? It's the extra stuff that I don't agree with. At least I'm consistent. I don't like when the NBA players do the extra stuff. I don't like when the ball players do the extra stuff. You guys, you want to see the celebrations and tocando la conga like if it's the World Baseball Classic. Brother, it's Major League right, Baseball. Right. It's Major right. League now Baseball. It's Major League Baseball. It's a professional league. It's not the World Cup, bro. It's a lot of money at stake here. There's sponsorships. There's viewership. Act like a damn pro. No, we but get the, to dance the MLB, around. That's okay. The MLB has made it okay. They've sponsored this. They've made sure. Oh, they emphasize it. They don't run away from it. Do you have a Do you have a problem with what Carlos did yesterday? Carlos sat and watched the shot. Nobody on no. base. He's allowed to do that, I guess. I, I there was a time where that was showing up. Remember, if you hit a shot and sat there and looked at it, you were getting thrown at in the seventies. The next time you went up, you weren't even allowed to do that. You have to hit the ball and run. So I that's get, stupid. I get you. Of course, of course, that's dumb. As much as I don't like Carlos Correa, he sat there, he watched it for a long time, and he did a subtle bat flip when he saw it was a home run. It's a walk off. There's one exception to the rule. I bitch about the two out, two run double in the fifth that everybody celebrates. The walk off, the closeout home run deserves a celebration. Taking your helmet off and taking a shot like Steph Curry, all that I'm good with that. So don't misunderstand me. It's the extra stuff, guys. If you're in Cole's class and you get an A on a pop quiz, I know we're virtual now, but would you be fist pumping in this class and high-fiving everybody? No. Okay, so you act, act like you've been there. You're going to have 100 of those during the year. cares if you got an A? First down. You're the first ones that complain, the guys that go through a dance when they get a first down. Same crap. 
He got to bring it down a thousand. Realize my biggest point is if you allow the pendulum to swing one way, then when they get pissed, they want to have bats and, and, and get into ugly skirmishes, they have to be acceptable because you allowed emotions to go swing to one side. Oh, we can all be happy. You be happy by respecting other people. You don't realize. You might be happy dancing around and you got 10 guys on the other side looking at this going, son of a bitch, but I'm going to beat your ass when I get a chance. Anthony, I know personally you don't like to be shown up. I know it. That's true. People don't like getting shown up, but people like showing up. Listen, I don't mind getting shown up. I played that. I played that one-on-one. I always go to that game. It was a few months ago. I go to play that one-on-one game with Anthony, and Anthony lights me up, lights me up, and talking. I didn't say a word. Well, no. no, no, no. I said word. Didn't say a word. Didn't say a word. All I would say, oh, wow, bro, this guy's getting lucky today. Guy's never beat me before. Look at these shots he's making. And he beat me, but I had to take it like a champ. Now, what happened was right before you beat me, I scored one measly point, mm-hmm. and I ended up losing 7-1. to one. Mm-hmm. The master technician and, and, and head game master that I am, all right, let's play another one. And then I changed my strategy completely, and I beat him 7-0. And in the process, I talk. And then when I beat him, I say, and I beat you in aggregate because at least I scored when you beat me. You didn't shut me out. And everybody laughing, and somebody wasn't happy because I showed him up. No, 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 no. Yeah, now yeah, you're, yeah, yeah, now yeah, you're yeah, making yeah. me look like an idiot. No, no I'm making, making you look like somebody who got pissed when I beat you 7-0. You're making me look like an idiot. No, 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 no. No, did you talk first or not? You're the one that started talking. No, so how could I talk like, if you beat me 7-1? How could I talk if you whooped me? I didn't talk when you whooped me. I took it like a champ. Listen to the story. And you know damn well that's what went down. I'll wake your sister up. She was there. She saw it. You talked and talked because you finally got one over on me. The difference was I didn't take it. I shut up. I even I made a couple of comments. Poke fun at you. But at the end of the day, when it went and the pendulum swung, you didn't like it. And that's my example as to why when you celebrate, you could be pissing somebody else off. And when it swings on the other side... Correa's the first one that mouthed off at Joe, at Joe Kelly. That whole Joe Kelly incident was started by Correa. So that was after a strikeout. We bitch at LeBron for walking off 10 seconds before a game. Was about to bring that up. All right? We bitch about being a sore loser with LeBron and adamantly and crazily, it's all over your story. And yet this is okay? No. I'm not making you look like an idiot. But just call it like, like, accept it. And that's what Carlos Correa and other baseball players have to do. They have to accept it. If they're going to do all the stuff that they do, like a trapeze artist, then when the other team gets the best of them, they can't get upset. And there's plenty of evidence of that. I can't stand when stories get muddied. Love them to pieces, but no. You had to see that. I told I came the next day, told you the story. Lit me up. I'm like, damn. So I had to try. I don't like losing, so I had to pay it against them. Then I started talking back. If you can't take it, you shouldn't dish it. And in a world of professional sports, it's better for it to be tame. Football, it's a violent sport. Ahora toda la basura tú quieras. Just saying. 
Apparently Mario disagrees. I do. I do to a point because the bat flips, I love the bat flips, and I hate when the pitchers get mad when a player looks at a home run for too long. Like Madison Bumgarner, I hate whenever he throws a bad pitch and it goes yard and the player looks at it for two seconds, he gets mad and he throws a tantrum. Like, I hate when pitchers do that, but then again, I do see your point where, yeah, the players do take it a lot excessively and they and they do get mad when other players do it. So, yeah, I do agree to a point. Listen, he, he did a toss. He did a stare. It was all, by a code 30 years ago, unacceptable. And none of it brought a problem to me because he just... I don't know. Anthony, you got breaking news? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Yes. Several members of the Colts organization have been quarantined. A bunch of cases broke out. Yes, another. We, we reported that in the, earlier before you jumped on, but yes, indeed, that is breaking news. And yeah, right now, just, there's some other games in peril. Yeah, there's some other games in peril because of it. Yep, that's where you are. Oh no, I'm gonna have to find another quarterback. Don't tell me oh, Philip Rivers. Hey, let's go to break. We come back. I want to start engaging some of these uh, young adults. So they got some stuff to talk. I got some stuff to get to. I don't want to spend another segment today on Offset and Cardi, as tempting as it is. I really don't want to. I don't. I'm not interested in it. Okay. But is it true that some nudes of hers leaked? Is that true? Am I? Can someone verify this for me? Who's my entertainment people, my news people? I don't know. Catherine, all of a sudden, right, her. You're on the job because I heard a rumor. Catherine gave me the Cooper tilt right now, so she's interested. She I think she knows something or she may know Cooper something. Cooper is cute she may look the for Cooper something. tilt. The Cooper tilt is, hmm? what is it your wife calling my fur baby or something? Uh, yeah, fur baby. He is cute. I'm just scared of him. He growls, bro. He's, he's a scary dog. He turned 10 the other day. I saw that. He was born on 10, 10, 10. Can you send Periscope? Oh, he, wants, he wants YouTube, though. Yeah, there's no YouTube. There's no YouTube anymore. So you need to give him whatever link it is so that he can go on it. If not, we're going to have to make a YouTube link again. So we that may can, have to. We may have to, which sucks. Okay, I'll hit him up now. All right. So when we come back on the other side, I promise you we won't talk about Cardi unless you want to. I'm not talking any more Apple phones. That's done. It's Friday. What do you talk about on Friday, usually? Hello, the weekend, right? So we'll talk about the weekend. Talk about what you might be doing this weekend. Oh, yeah. And a couple of little things I'm going to bring out. I'm not going to give you any hints. You're just going to have to wait till we get to the other side. Good morning, amigo. Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. This is Jarvis Landry, and you're listening to Slam Radio. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. Not, uh, I actually changed, I actually changed my mind. I ain't talking about it. Sorry. After further review, I am not talking about this. I, why is that out there? God almighty, why can't we just... The only thing that I can... 
understand from it is that her camp released it for attention, although I don't know. I just, I'm not commenting. I'm not asking anyone to comment on it either, by the way. Um, uh, why do why we allow, allow this? this? Apparently it was like a mistake or something. That's what I heard. That kind of stuff does get me upset. So, it just has it. so it, they're not purposely leaked. That's my, the, the reason I tread so lightly is because I don't know any more Hollywood. I don't know any more with the entertainment world. The things we do. It wasn't. It supposedly she had just had her um, birthday celebration the day before, so she got like really like messed up, and then that happened. Is that you, Alba? Yeah. yeah. You can't hear me. No, I can't see you. That's why I couldn't. Oh. I heard you clearly. Um. That's not supposed to get out, man. As mad at I, as I am at her and unimpressed with her anymore, that's not. That's not a cool place. I'm sure she can't possibly be happy about that. And I don't care what she did for a living before. That's uh, uh, kind of like what they did with Andrew Gillum. Remember that? Yeah, I remember that. Anyway, I'm going to move along from that. That's not, I, I'm not cultivating that here. I had heard about it. I just, it, no, no. I hope you guys are okay with that, my change of gear. Yeah, no, no, no doubt. You Absolutely te not. You teased. You wanted to be aware. You were aware, and you were like, ah, you turned. Before we turned on the mic, and I'm like, nope, never you turned. mind. Never mind. This is inappropriate, and, and I am not making fun of her in any way, shape, or form. That's not happening. She makes a dumb song that I don't like. I'm going to make a comment about it, but something like this, I'm not. I'm, well, not, I'm not belittling her no matter what. No, me neither. No chance. No chance. I mean, let's be honest. I stopped kind of doing it with everything. Yeah. So I can be satirical and make fun of things, but I don't have to. There's no mean spirit behind it. So as much as I didn't like 45, and I'd say and do things, if you've noticed, I've kind of gotten off that. I don't do that. But I also don't turn around and make jokes about Biden either. So it's a serious time. So I, I know when to be satirical and when not. Every so often, it's, it's kind of cool and funny because well, Trump puts himself out there like that. But, you know. For example, as alarming as sometimes Biden's memory loss can be, you'll never hear me make fun of it for very obvious reasons. We're very big with the Alzheimer's organization here at Slam Radio, and I'm not going to be poking fun at it. But even if we weren't, it's not something you exploit for the, for the sake of making a joke. Some jokes have a price. Some jokes have, you know, a cost. And I just don't think that, you know, the, some jokes are just not, it's not even about appropriate or inappropriate. It's just have no place. No place. So I hope everybody understands that. Sorry that the tease didn't come through the way you wanted it to, but uh, what's that called? It's an executive decision, is what they call those things. You feel me? Not everybody at once, please. Not all of you. You don't have to jump on me at once. That's I understand. I get it, and actually, I'm kind of happy about this pivot in direction because this was not going to be a good. No, no. Well, you know, but the one thing is, is I've always played the role of. When something like that happens, it was done by a publicist. Like Alicia's heard me say that for years. I've always, like, I don't believe in Hollywood and I don't believe in their intentions. I believe they do things that are contrived. I believe Shawn Mendes and Camila Cabello, although they seem to be in love, was all contrived through publicists. I'm convinced of this. 
Oh, I, I am too. That one, that one's solid. I don't think it's real. Yeah. Like I've said it before. I will stand by that. I don't think it's real. Remind me to tell you one in private, one All off right. air. That's not going to be, you know, but I believe these things happen. And that's why, listen, how many times you guys heard me say, don't knock somebody's hustle. A hustle is a hustle is a hustle is a hustle is a hustle. Who care? No me importa. Hate the player, hate the game. All those, sometimes they're dumb sayings, but at the end of the day, you do what you got to do, the I truth. do what I got to do. The truth. So. That's good. So I, I'm, I'm glad that you're glad that I didn't go down that road. I wasn't. It wasn't happening. I was already uncomfortable, and then the, 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 all the stamp of approval I needed came through right before we came back from break. I was, I went, oh no, and then I'm like, no, I put this face up, and no, no, there's not, there's nothing pleasant to talk here. There's nothing that can be said that's pleasant or appropriate. And then of course, my social conscience came through. It's not my voice; it's a voice in there. It comes from Zoom every so often. And all it was was a positive affirmation as to what I knew I didn't want to do, which was talk about that. So thank you, Aloha. What? I said thank you. Thanks for what? You didn't hear me give you a compliment? I just heard you say it took me three years something. No, you're not listening. You... <laughs> <laughs> It's got a double macchiato for a ride. The truth <laughs> shall set you free. <laughs> yep. Yep. Double macchiato for her. Uh, put it on my tab there, Starbucks. <laughs> okay. I was giving you a comment. I know <laughs> because you said something right before we came back from break about this leaked picture, which I was already saying I'm not talking about it. And then you made a comment that completely solidified where my mind was. So I called you my social conscience. Who's giving you a compliment? You don't even look as asleep as you sounded. You look all, look at you. You're like dressed up and everything. Look at you. Well, it looks like it. Well, you you would have sworn that the, like the lights were off. She had a nightlight on. She's in her PJs under the car. Woken up and Araya's funny. Yeah, man, we don't do that here. We'll have a lot of fun. I make I make fun of ball players all the time. I make fun of sports athletes all the time. I'm just not. I'm not making fun of a naked picture. Sorry. No happening, man. No happening. No happening. Um, you know, I, I came into my first level class yesterday. And our first level class is going to be you guys in two years. Or even next year. These, this, this crew is really good. And they came in with topics to ask me and talk to me about before we started class. And they touched on a topic that I love. I love talking about this topic. There's two topics they brought up that were sensational. The second one I'm going to save for a little later in the year because it'll be more appropriate later in the year. This one's more appropriate for now. Do you like Halloween? Do you like Halloween? Who doesn't so we make like a, Halloween? Well, well, we're going to have a conversation about that. Many of you will be sticking around till 930. Fortunately, I don't think Alba will, so I was like, damn, I wanted to talk about this. Um, do you like Halloween? We're going to talk about costumes. We're going to talk about Halloween. I've got an opinion about Halloween. i got a ting about Halloween. Don't give it away, Anthony. 
Is my secret safe with you? Maybe. Oh, boy. All right. The Friday version of Good Morning Amigo on the other side. We'll get to talking important stuff. I'm not going to talk about the Astros. I'm going to talk about the The Asterix. Get it right. No, this is the second day in a row you mess up a team name. They said, Come on. They said the Astros. It's, it says Astros on there. So, the Astros. Anthony, we're on alert right now. Um, I have a feeling that something's kind of changing in Milan. He's not the same today. Nothing's changing. He's not the same today. I feel a disturbance in the force. Not the same vibe. Nope. I agree. I'm just saying, man, if they beat Snell, bro. <laughs> I feel a disturbance in the force, Frank. <laughs> they beat Snell. So you feel the same thing I feel because I'm there's some he's leading with fear, and the fear's leading yeah. to some disastrous emotional decision that he's gonna make, and we're all there's gonna have to be upset weird, about it. Yeah. Don't worry, he's gonna hear the end of it. He's going to hear the end of it. I don't know what it is yet, but he's going to hear the end I'm of it. I'm not even playing this game with you. I, what have I done? It's I'm, your mood. It's your vibe. You know the vibes. I do know the vibes, as a matter of fact. But I'm just saying, uh, listen, I'm just being sincere and honest here, okay? I couldn't be any more sincere and honest than I'm watching this, and it's a bunch of teams that I don't like. What am I supposed to do? Watch it. I am watching it, and I have a feeling the Astros are going to win tonight. Oh, you see, Anthony, I told you I'm on to something, bro. There's something here. He's trying to flip on us. I'm not flipping. He's trying to flip on us. Bro, you're going to flip. Don't do this, Milian. You've never done this before. You, bro, I've known you for a long time, and you've I'm never flipping. done this. You always stick to your ground. Know, dude. You always Relax. go to the bitter end. Milian. Relax. I told you there's a disturbance, I feel. And this is it. I feel it. You're switching. You're Anakin Skywalkering me. You should know me better than that. Switching. I'm not. No. All I'm saying is. All I'm saying is. (laughs) Relax. All I'm saying is. Snell is going to probably beat him tonight. But if they beat Snell. Oh, dear Lord. Oh, dear Lord. They will have tied up a series that they were down 3-0 in. Oh, dear Lord. Is it bringing back... Bad memories for you, Yankee fan? Oh, thanks. I pre- That was really nice of you. That was really sweet of you. Well, my Yankees are playing golf, so I'm not too worried about that. Yeah. Hopefully the, ash, uh, the asterisks go on a 108-year curse, just like the Cubs. Does Halloween suck? We'll talk about it in the next, in the next hour right here on Good Morning, Amigo. Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Stelio Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide, putting it down right now with the legendary, the one, the only, it's official, Slam Radio. If you think it's a game, play with it. Dolly. He's out of his freaking mind. He's not. Crazy. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. You must like that song. You like that song, don't you? Yeah, it's one of those like late 80s, early 90s songs that I like. No, that's, that's 80s. Apparently you don't like the song. Okay, that's fine. Fair enough. Fair enough. Now I know you don't like the song. So now I know. Let's add this to the list of songs to play to rejoin just to upset you. <coughs> yeah, you're so nice. You like that song, though, because you play it a lot. I've never told you I don't like it. I don't necessarily play it a lot. I think you just heard it. I've never played it as a rejoin. You've never? No, not as a rejoin. I've played it within our blocks. Yeah. 
Ah, uh, 15 days away. This year, Halloween's on a weekend. Yeah, uh, this year, every Me major holiday is on a Saturday, and this was the year that nobody was able to enjoy any of those major holidays. Yeah. Well, you know what that means, though? No, I don't Halloween know what that on a Saturday? Means we got college football on Halloween, baby. Am I the only one excited for that? The things yes. that excite you doesn't excite anybody else, Anthony. You're, you're the wow. only. Yeah, no, you're the only wolf on The best part of Halloween looks like would be college football on a Saturday. Yeah, because we're all going to be stuck inside. Well, so it. it it's, I don't know. Binge watch horror movies? It spurns the question. Any candy? It, it spurns the question, do you celebrate Halloween? Do you like Halloween? Who doesn't like Halloween? I don't, really like, I, I don't like Halloween. I have a feeling there's uh, Of others. course you, Anthony. Is there anyone of in the course. class that doesn't like Halloween? I don't really like Halloween. Look at that. I'll, I mean, I'll trick or treat heat in there, but at the end of the day, I'm 15. I don't do that anymore. So. But you used to I hate do when it. people say that. When they say they don't trick or treat because they're old, like at some point, you're going to get candy even if you don't go get it. Like That's you're going to steal candy from but, somebody. Anthony, I'm, the only excuse you can use for this is that we're living in the middle of a pandemic right now. Well, That's, I'm not That's your only excuse on that. I'm not going to say it on air, but my dad knows the reason why I don't like this holiday. Somebody probably scared him to death. And no, 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 no. He's not a fraidy cat like that. That stuff that doesn't that doesn't move the needle. He's not a scaredy cat like. Do you know your own son? No, 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 no. no. I don't get. He's scared probably scared of clowns or something. Or he's spiders. scared of a schizophrenic chicken. Chicken and little. A rat you, know that what? you know what? I'm just gonna say it. I'm just gonna say it. So, I'm gonna story time. Story time. Oh God. The day God before us. Halloween, I got into a fight with this kid, and I got in trouble. And because of that, my Halloween was absolutely ruined. Like, absolutely, I did not do anything that Halloween. It was, was the fight really that serious? Frustrating Halloween. What type of well, fight? Yeah, but hold on a second. But hold on a second. But hold on a second. You're not. I don't think you're saying the story right. You. He's put, not saying it right. You put he your parents in a position to have to punish you, even though you did a very good deed. Is it the fight I'm thinking? Yes, it's the fight you're thinking of. It's the only fight I've gotten into. So the dude, the dude that was trying your mom, and you whacked him. One and no, I had to backdoor. I had to backdoor give One you a high o. five without anybody looking. Way to go, bro. That's how you handle it. One and all, baby. And of course, I got scorned for that. That's not how you teach him a lot. Like, give me a break. He was defending you. Yeah. But unfortunately, when you're a parent, you have to do the punishment because if not, you're sort of telling them that it was okay. And well, you just can't turn around and whack somebody. In that case, it is okay. You just got to pretend like you didn't see it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, it was seen, and he got in trouble at school for it. So. Yeah, you just scold him and scold him. Like, hey, don't do that again. Well, and then here was home and be like, all right. Well, here was here was how the the victory was won for him. Is that obviously when he went to go get in trouble in school, he has the best defense attorney in the business, and there was no nothing came from it. They went to because he was always such a good student. They they you know immediately they th thought about suspension, and then they had this thing called. I can't make this up. They indoor call it suspension. Indoor fake indoor suspension is what it was called because indoor exists. Okay, fake fake indoor, indoor suspension, which you had to do the chores of being an indoor, but it wouldn't go on your record. It's be a first time offender to teach them a lesson. So I can remember flying from here. Frank, you remember that when I flew from here there? That was a couple of years ago. We weren't still on the air yet. I'm sorry, I was talking to Luke. When I on a, on a Halloween. 
or the day before Halloween, I had to fly over to Anthony's school to regulate. Oh no, I don't think it was. I don't, I don't think we were on the air yet. I we weren't on the air, but you were here. 2018, I think it happened. Yeah, at the dip. And when I get over there, I remember it being Halloween because the little kids in the elementary school were doing their Halloween parade. And the principal was leading the Halloween parade. And they were radioing her that I was there. She was getting pissed because I was incessant and I was going nowhere. Um, I immediately said I, am, uh, I was pulling. Actually, what I did first was I went and I pulled him out of school. So the first thing, I pulled him out of school, I took him to his grandma's, and then I came back. And then I waited for her. And waited, and waited. And she finally came and tried to be nice to me, even though I had heard already through the mic what went down. I didn't get angry at her. I was being incessant. I got what I wanted. And then I, uh, I laid down the law, and I said what I had to say. And, and he came out like a rose. But that's why he ends up getting punished. It's because you whacked a kid at the end of the day. You can't do that. So that's why Halloween is why you're scarred. Huh? I wouldn't have known that. Because no, I got into the fight the day of Halloween, but you flew the day of Halloween. The day before Halloween was the day I actually got into the fight. Correct. It was the 30th. That, it was a Friday, by the way. Yeah. Was it a Friday? Halloween, no, it wasn't a Friday. No, it wasn't. It was, it was like a weekday. It was a weekday. Yeah. That Halloween was one of the worst Halloweens I've ever had. I just sat at my grandma's house watching The Simpsons, and I was so... I can't even say the word. I was just so upset. I was so mad. So you like Halloween then? I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. I don't so mind nobody it. agrees with me about, like, I think Halloween's sacrilegious. Can I ask you a question though? Okay. Go ahead. Why is, why essentially? Like, what is, I, I know that you just said now that, it, that you think it's sacrilegious, but what is the main thing? So that makes how many of you, how many of you celebrate the day after Halloween? Raise your hand. Isn't that, I was reading, isn't that like the day of the souls, something like that? All Saints Day. Yeah, All Saints Day. And then the second is. You know, it's um, a very like, secular and very religious day. I don't know if you're aware of that. And it the is. reason it is, is because it's the overcoming of the ghouling that is Halloween. Halloween is not the most, it's not the warmest thing in the world. Like, I'm not a religious nut, so I don't go that deep. Let me clear up my position by saying when adults get dressed up, that's a costume party. If they want to have a costume party and call it Halloween, they can do whatever they want. But the essence of Halloween comes from kids carrying jack-o'-lanterns that they put candy inside of, and they dress up as ghouls and goblins and say, trick or treat. In my opinion, while it's a custom that's American, and it's one that I would never fight against, and as a matter of fact, Anthony, you can confirm, you always participated in this. That's correct. Never restricted from participating in this. That is correct. I always made sure once a Halloween, I, for a couple of minutes, clearly stated, let's not over-celebrate this thing. Remember where its origin is from. They're free to make their opinion. They celebrate it. I'll dress up from time to time in something funny because it's a costume party, if you ask me. Kimberly, do you like Halloween? Is your mic on? It should be on. Can you? Frank, I need Kimberly on. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead and talk. No, I can't hear you. Me? No, I need Kimberly on. Kim okay, she's on. Go ahead, Kim. Okay, um, I love Halloween, but my mom is, like, religious to some sort of point. You got to put the mic in front of you, especially okay. with the mask. If you move it around, yeah. we're never going to hear you. You know, you don't have to take off your mask, but you've okay. got to put that mic in front of your mask. So, I love Halloween, but my mom's, like, religious to some sort of point. And so is my grandma, but they never like restricted me from going in like Halloween stuff. And she like now, since she, it's not really like we don't see it like Halloween, we see us as dressing up. 
So she just buys costumes, but she never like puts like skulls or anything because she's Catholic. But at the same time, she would never restrict me from things. So I'm really thankful for that. Clear me up here, and no skulls at the crib, right? Like we don't do that. We do the jack o' lanterns, and we do like mom says, the cute little jack o' lanterns, and none of that spooky stuff. None of the spooky stuff. Scarecrows. Really? Uh, yeah, because Anthony dressed up as a scarecrow one year. I remember that. I actually did. Yes. Uh, I have, I have, I have a thing. So obviously, you have the whole part of All Saints Day. That's why you don't really care for Halloween all too much because it's all sacrilegious to you. And I respect that. I understand why. But the whole point of Halloween in the beginning is it's, it's Celtic. It's it supposed is. to bring in the whole thing of the new year for them, the whole blurred line of all of that. So I think that's also one of the reasons why a lot of people do like it, because the origin of it. How many and kids celebrated because of that, though? No, I'm not saying kids. I'm just saying people in general that do know the origin, like big Halloween fanatics and people who, for whatever reason, like that's one of the main reasons why they do like it, the origin, which is one of the reasons why you find it to be a little bit it's a little odd, but I don't mind. I don't mind us celebrating it. I per, what I love about America is you have this Halloween, and we function within it, despite my reservations, right? But I I love the fact that you know there could be a parent who feels just like I do and completely restricts their kid from doing it. That's their choice, right? So instead of lambasting the parent for saying you shouldn't do that, that's not fair to your kid, it's a choice. And because I believe in that choice is the very reason why they were exposed to being able to do the Halloween without any inhibitions. And all I ever tried to do was educate them or at least tell them things. And and from there formulated, they every year they dress up. They they plan it out. They do something. I actually enjoy the whole costume party concept. Like Isla, what are you dressing up? Like I'm seriously considering buying a wig. If I could find the right wig, I'll I'll dress up as Gotti. I'll do it. I'll get a suit. I'll dress up as God. God knows I have suits that are too big on me. It'll be perfect. I've been trying to dress up as Jake from State Farm for the past two years. It just never has worked out. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm being forced to dress up like a wizard this year. Well, but you, I, you look like a scarecrow. You should dress up as a scarecrow every year. No, it doesn't fit the family theme. We're, set, we're dressing Addison up like a fairy. Uh, I think Jenny's going to be a unicorn, and I'm dressing up like a wizard that's on vacation. You should be Voldemort since you're bald. A wizard on vacation? Does that mean you're going to have... Uh, oh, I'm going to have una trusa puesta trusa. with a white beard and a, and a Hawaiian shirt. I already got my wig with a beard, and I already got my hat. And so you're going to be a wizard chilling on the beach. Chilling on the beach on vacation. I like that wizard. I could dress up. A, I dressed up as a bag lady one year. A bag oh, lady? Yeah, with, with... Like a Publix bag lady? Like a bag lady. Like I put really bad makeup on. Uh, we found something that were like socks to emulate mammary glands. And, well, we put a pillow in the back so that I looked like I had a, a bigger um, derriere than I already have. Um, and I was this really, uh, the I called the bag, bag lady plebeia. I was really bad. I did that one year. What would I do another year? One year I dressed up. I dressed up like Lil John one time. <laughs> what? <laughs> you can't do that, Frank. Why not? Frank, of all people, little John, really? I, did, I had dreadlocks, all right? My buddy had my buddy had dreadlocks, and he had a really big San Diego hat. So I put John. that on. My ex-girlfriend made me a chalice that said pimp 
juice or whatever it was oh, on the side. Pip juice. Um, or crunk juice. It was crunk juice. Oh. It was crunk juice. Um, and, and, oh, and then I got aluminum foil and I made myself my grills. Oh. And I was walking around, yeah! yeah! You have a picture of that? I do. Like, I have to find it, but I do. Oh, I want to see that. <laughs> so who, anybody name on Halloween, not because you're fanatical or because you're strong about your religious convictions, just because it's not something that really floats your boat. I can and assure you, you, Nicole isn't because she watched Saw at the age of four years old and uh, just kind of giggled through. That would explain everything then. The, any of you. That's what everybody said. They're like, oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense, explains Nicole. explains <laughs> a lot. Now I get it. Are you unabashed by Halloween, any of you? Who doesn't love Halloween? Halloween is the best. I like any holiday, to be honest. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. I get excited before every holiday. And then it turns out to be eh, but like... I still yeah, that's what I do. I like prepare myself the night before. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to do this and do that. And then nothing. You know, the day after Halloween should always be a day off of school so you can go trick-or-treating for a long time. No, I think that's like the aftermath for people. Like, you know, who actually take that's it serious and go out to like 6 a.m. Like one of the most Halloween exciting, should be a holiday, man. One of the most exciting things that I've realized about me having a daughter, I get to go trick or treating again. <gasps> yes, you can eat all her candy and just say, "Well, this is what you got." Especially that she's really small now. I mean, it just sucks that it's a pandemic, but since she's a baby, you can essentially do whatever like you want with the candy. Well, we got her the basket already, and we customized it. It's so cute. But whatever, we weren't gonna do it this year, anyways. I mean, regardless whether there was a pandemic or not, she's still too little. Next year would be the year that we'd take full advantage of it. That is very true. She's still a baby. I personally like Halloween because of sci-fi. They do that. Like, they start showing all those, like, weird, um, scary movies. And then ABC has the 31 nights before Halloween. I, my, my used to be favorite part of Halloween was the Halloween movies on Disney Channel. But that's kind of gone down the drain now. <laughs> Monstober used to be amazing. And then, you know. It slowly just got worse. Why? Why is it yeah. gone down the drain? Because the new generation just sucks. It's the just it's not great. as good as Halloween Town. The new Disney Yo, channel Halloween. is not that good. Like, What's they that, don't Brittany? Kids shows like they used to. No, they don't. That's true, Ryan. What were you saying, Brittany? I'm sorry. Dude, it's just that everything has changed. Like Monstover. Like I would watch those shows at like. I would, it would be 8 o'clock at 9. I thought it was past my bedtime. And I'd be looking at the TV. And I'd be like, I shouldn't be watching this. I shouldn't be watching this. And now I'm just like, wow. It's just different. I literally, I have Disney Plus. I binge all of the Halloween movies. Hocus Pocus. All Halloween Town. Halloween Town High. All of those. Who carves jack-o'-lanterns? Me. Me. Do it I, in our I house. wanted to get that. into that, yeah. but I never got into it. Yeah, we do it at our house. I do a fancy schmancy one. Though. Like, Mine are always like, ugly. What's that, uh, Anthony Fraser? Mine are always ugly. <laughs> I don't like doing it, man. Because in Florida, man, like in four days, it becomes mush. Yeah, I did it like once with like white pumpkins, and I was like so. What you gotta do is you gotta probably do it like on the 29th or 30th. That's you, what I do. You I'll just can't. Yeah. Normally, my family and I, we whenever we do jack o' lanterns, we, we do it like a, less than a week before, oh, so no, we make I, it like a little thing. When you live when you live next to an FPL easement, that is likely uh, <laughs> it's right up there with with the rainforest and the uh, <laughs> it's just horrible. 
Uh, we would, I, uh, Anthony, correct me, or maybe three days it starts whimpering. Within within seventy two hours, yeah. it's no longer has its form. It's it's yeah. caved in already. It's too humid. Those were. I am not. So I am candid with you. Um, do you guys open the door and give kids candy uh, to trick or treat? No, I pretend I'm not there. Okay, I pretend I'm not there. Also, I'm never I'm home. Like I would. By the time like yeah, but yeah, by the time I get there, and then when they look at me, I just look at them and be like, oh, I don't no, have. We're not home. <laughs> All right, so like I, I by myself then when I used to say that I used to set my house up so that I can scare the pants out of people when they used to come and uh, pick up candy because that's why I used to be entertained. And then we used to walk around the block, and my dad was the one that really instigated all of this. So we'd be walking around the block, and it was a big neighborhood where there was like a lot of kids walking around. It was probably one of my most favorite neighborhoods to go and trick-or-treat. And the chatter around the neighborhood would be, oh, my God, did you go to the house in the corner, bro? It's so scary. This guy comes out of the bushes. You don't know if he's real or not. And you'd kind of chuckle and be like, that's my house. That's my house. So I always got a kick out of that. And as I got older, then I turned into the person that wanted to scare people and do the whole haunted house uh, trick-or-treat thing. I used to volunteer for Miami-Dade County Parks for their haunted house, like in Tropical Park and stuff like that, just so that I could scare people. And then I got, for a while there, like, like I had a Jason mask, and I would dress in this long overcoat that I had. Uh, yeah, it was pretty scary. And then I have this fast-paced walk that I can do. Uh, I could really get you concerned. Uh, but that, you know, we live in Miami, and people, they... Uh, they how do they 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 accept their concerns and they greet their concerns with a 44 magnum. So I decided I had to stop doing that because I didn't want to get blown away one day because I scared someone. I did too good a job of scaring them. So my dressing up as Jason and scaring the bejesus out of people, uh, it's been retired. So here's the coolest house that I ever went to go trick or treat at. All right, and it kind of it was very creepy. It left me shaking. It was like wow, man, like they did a good job with that. They set up two bowls of candy. All right. They set up one outside, and then there was a line behind it that said, do not cross this line. And then maybe like 20 feet afterwards, they set up another bowl with better candy to entice you to go that way. <laughs> so, of course, you look at the first one, and you're like, bro, I don't want these smarties. I want over there. I want to go get the Twix. So when you go and you cross that line, they had lookouts set up in the house, and it was a guy with a whole bunch of friends all dressed up as zombies. So when you went and you crossed that line, you'll get the other ones. They would all come after you. And, like, they did a very good job of selling that they were zombies. Uh, and you would cross out. You would go to the street. They would still come after you. <laughs> because the, the whole gist of it was we told you not to cross that line. Man, they were getting so many people with that. And they were, just, they were the talk of that year's Halloween. That's good stuff, right? But at the same time, that's... Uh... Right. You run into the wrong person, and all of a sudden, now you find yourself in a position. But you got to be a little bit of a knucklehead to go out on Halloween, and somebody goes... And you go to somebody's property to trick-or-treat, and they scare you, and you, and you, and you take it offense. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, that's why at, at one point I was like, well, if people want to celebrate this, then I'm going to have fun at their expense. So I just turned it around. Again, not feeling great about Halloween, but if I'm going to dress up as Jason and scare you, that's my entertainment. The hell with you. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it should be celebrated. I like Harvest Fest. I like pumpkin patches. I'm a little corny and sappy when it comes to that. I mean, it's not celebrated to the extreme that it's a national holiday and, like, there's a day off of work or anything like that. But it's festive. Everybody looks forward to it. Um, I mean, whether you're a kid or you're an adult, I mean, there's always something to do. You remember back in the day when the Grove used to get jam-packed with people and it was a gazillion people out there. 
And that's that, but that was the thing to do. And you would be out there stuck in traffic for two and a half hours to stand on a block that you couldn't move more than 20 feet. The last year, but that was the place to go. The last year I did that was the first year I dated my wife. She was dressed as a UM linebacker. I don't think I dressed up as anything. I swear to you, I just, I, it's not, and it depends. For me, sometimes it depends on the year. Some years I'm like, I don't want to say all in, but I'll wear something. And then there's other years I want no part of it. There was like a force field built around the grove that as soon as you stepped through the force field, all of a sudden, like, all your clothes came off. I don't understand what it was. Halloween always reminds me of the, the Bacardi party at, uh, at Vizcaya that I hosted with Alan many years ago. And we dressed up as the Blues Brothers. And there we did a good job. There we, we really we did the part very, very well. What's your favorite holiday? I'll let you stew on that for a little bit on the other side. We'll talk about that. We're finished with Halloween. What's the most festive holiday in your life? What's the one that you like the most? You'll be surprised to hear mine. Good morning, amigos. Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle by Lloyd. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker every. What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio. Serious XM. Yeah. For every sport of every kind, tune in here where you will find. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Serious XM 145 Slam Radio. So what is it that you guys did to me the other day with this? Rick Roll. Rick rolled me. Is that what it is? That's what, That's it was. what this is called. Yeah. Yes. So when you Rick roll someone, so did I just get Rick rolled again? That's correct. Again. Never going to. Yes, give this is only from up. 2008. So the fact that it came on a rejoin that means Frank Rick rolled me right now. That would be. Yes, correct. you're starting. Basically, oh, so you're understanding the concept better now since you've got it a couple more times. So if, as long as I can find a, a unique and creative way to integrate the song into something that gets you to be shocked to hear it, that therefore makes you Rickrolled. Wow, it's exactly what it is. It's exactly. not like this hasn't been around for like definition. Yes. a decade. This has only been around for like 12 years, so oh, you're just getting it. Kimberly, have you ever been Rickrolled before? No. No, right? I've never been Rickrolled. I've never had that. Well, up until recently that these characters... You've been Rickrolled three times. Oh, no. Actually, there was a Rickroll at the house, unbeknownst to you, I think Anthony was aware of. Yes. That I think it actually just played on my phone randomly. And uh, that was uh, labeled a Rickroll. So it's I have four career Rickrolls. I would also I would also appreciate if you clinked uh, the link in my bio on my Instagram bio it would really, really help everybody, me out. Everybody knows the link by now. You're not, not. You're not. I've memorized the link. The Elias Bureau has breaking news. I have been rickrolled five times then because I did click on that. <laughs> you fell for it, fool! You fell for the trap. I did. That's so. That's being rickrolled. Yes, it's the oh, most wait, random wait, thing, but yes, that's... Being wait, wait, I'm trying to find the video now. I think the video has been taken down. No, <laughs> way, no. No. The video has been taken down. I'm not lying. Impossible. The yes. video has been taken down. Lies. I see Mario, the you're, I'm not acting, lying. you're acting as if this hasn't been done 17,000 times over the past decade. <laughs> I see through the lies, sir. 
We have been. Come on, you guys gonna go along with it so he gets Rickroll the six, huh? Milian, you put your check phone it if down. You want. He's kidding, Milian. Don't look for it. He's kidding. I'm not gonna. No, look. he's looking for it. <laughs> felt... Let it happen. Right, let it happen. Let it happen organically. Just let it happen. No. I'm not doing uh, anything. He's actually looking. You're for looking for it. You're no, looking I'm for not. it. Don't lie. You're I'm looking for it. For. I would look for it here, not on my phone. <laughs> you're too silent for it to be that you're not looking for it. You're always talking. This, this isn't bad if you're silent. Well, well, the assistant principal sent me a text, so I had to respond. So I was letting you guys take the show for 30 seconds without depending on me to have to say something. Hold on, know. hold on, real quick. Let me take on my tiny violin so then I can play. Oh. Let me play the world's saddest song on the world's smallest violin for you. At least credit me for teaching you that joke. You know what I'm saying? That's a SpongeBob reference. That's SpongeBob, yeah, that's a SpongeBob joke. Uh-huh. Who do you think SpongeBob got it from? Uh, SpongeBob. That's well, from me. I've They're creative, ready. <laughs> he got it from you, huh? Look, right. He got it from Larry, the football team, Million. Yes. yes. Larry, Radio Million. Thank you very much for your service by giving that joke to SpongeBob. Yes. Truly. For a long time, I've been saying the world's smallest violin plays my heart cries for you. That's the joke. The old school joke. And I didn't make that joke up. That's an old one. So Sponge stole it from someone because that's an old... Before Sponge existed, that joke existed. So promise you, my man, my girl, you guys think you got it, but history is a funny thing. Sponge got it from someone. They stole that. Because that's an old adage. The origin of the world's smallest violin it debuted in 1978 in an episode of the TV show, MASH. Hi there. Hi. Hi. You don't know anything about MASH, but I do. Hi. I watched a couple episodes of MASH. Do I know Hi. what's happening? Not at all. Do no. I remember what it but, is? So Not you, at all. Go ahead. You, I need to bring in so my here's dad. My question. So here's my question. And for the rest of our young Padawans, they learn a lesson out of this. So would you say that your information was incorrect in crediting SpongeBob for that? Oh, of course. But no, that's technically not. Yes. Techni technically not, but also how, technically How yeah. is it technically both things? Uh, Nicole, I'm going to suspend the use of the microphone for you because I want to know how it's technically both things. Oh, okay. Because SpongeBob added on to the joke. like Because after he says, oh, let me play a song for you on the world's smallest violin, He's actually playing the world's smallest violin. So he's adding on to the joke. So I'd say it's original enough. National radio station, guys. We're analyzing SpongeBob on a national radio station. No, but we're analyzing bad. SpongeBob. Yeah, but hold on, hold on. Yeah. Well, the, Honestly, the funny part is, the funny part the is, the funny part is, that's better than talking about LeBron. On classic, it is. That's very right. true. Very on true. On classicfm.com, this has actually been brought up as a debate because millennials come out and say that the joke originated in SpongeBob, which made classicfm.com go look to, for the original origin. Here's a did you know. Did you know that the song was based on its Hearts and Flowers, which was composed in 1899? Mm -hmm. That's a little before my time. Just a little. Yep. That's, just, that's just called little. 19th century, guys. <laughs> Hi. Well, I, I knew uh, the joke uh, was uh, taken uh, from somewhere. SpongeBob okay, what? SpongeBob what? No, I'm just saying... I knew it was originated from somewhere. Uh, I just didn't know from where. Yeah, so I just credit SpongeBob. That's how it goes. You credit the one thing you remember it from. All right, here. I'll just stop. I'll just stop talking. I'll retire now. All right, guys. It was nice. It was a nice run being here. Yeah. See you next week. Yeah. What's your favorite holiday, guys? When you're growing up, 
when you're growing up, the anticipation before your expiration date, um, you know, you, you, I mean, he always brings you a little something. But as you know, Santa Claus takes a special interest in the younger kids. So once you reach a certain age, it's more like a drop. Here's something. I remember you. I love you. Goodbye. But the hordes of toys around the, uh, around the tree that he brings by, uh, it starts to diminish as you become a teenager. Um, and the gifts get lamer, too. Like, instead of getting you a PlayStation, He's place got a big responsibility, exposed. Mario. Like, that's a lot of young kids that got to get exactly what they want, and many of them do good and deserve what they want. So right away, at a young age, at a young age, if you ask a fifth grader, or you ask a third grader, their favorite by far is going to be Christmas. But I'm talking to young adults here. And even though I know you appreciate his contribution uh, with his gift or two on Christmas Day for you guys, the truth of the matter is you have to have a favorite holiday to celebrate. I will tell you what my favorite holiday to celebrate is after I hear yours. Me too. Mine's easy. Mine's simple. I like Santa Claus. Mine's is a personal um, holiday. It's my birthday, but I don't I know. Like I like that like answer, that Monique. Either. I was waiting for the first person to say that. I want to hear I why. Good. I want to hear why yeah, that's what? your favorite holiday. That's a fantastic answer. Because it's about me. But then at the end of the day, I cry, so I don't know. Araya, it's... I was kind of expecting you to be with that. I like As I thought to myself, Araya's going to say this. Were you thinking that? I know you're honest enough to tell me if you weren't. Mm, it's Christmas. It's Christmas, huh? <laughs> is it, is it? Well, and my birthday. Well, birthdays are cool. It's very, Christmas is very festive for those who celebrate Christmas. That holiday season, Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, um, there, there's a festive nature to those days. And then, you know, that, that is hard to beat. My favorite is Thanksgiving. Oh, I guessed it. I guessed that. I texted Anthony on the side, and I was like, is it? Is it Thanksgiving? My Absolutely. favorite holiday is Thanksgiving. It's, yeah. thanks, it's not even close. It's, it's not a close. combination of things that happen on Thanksgiving that, to me, are just simply magnificent. The way sports okay, lays it. its things out for Thanksgiving and that whole weekend, for that matter. The notion that kids come back from college. There is a movement that's unique to that time of year, only once a year. It's not even the same Christmas holiday movement. Kids retire from school and come home first or second week of December. No, that Thanksgiving break has a unique twist and, and feel to it. Yep. It's the start of what's going to be more festivities later, but it is the kickoff classic. It is, and, and how do you celebrate it? You celebrate it with football, sports, food, family. Um, you celebrate it with turkey and the Detroit You took all line. the words out of my mouth. It is, it is the most fabulous the most unbelievable. It is all the holidays put together. If you took Thanksgiving and finished with a birthday cake, it's better than your birthday 10 times over. I, Thanksgiving is the most... What do you do on a birthday? You want all your family and friends to get together. You know what? If you're having a good Thanksgiving, that's exactly what's happening. Thanksgiving I, sounds uh, such like... Um, sounds just like a dad um, holiday. So that's why I think that's why it's your favorite. It's possible. Man, yeah, that's an old man holiday. That's yeah, because you were saying like how the college and football, yeah. But that's hold on, a, that's been I'm my... I'm sorry, but that's an old fart Monique, holiday. that's been my... <laughs> <laughs> that's been my favorite holiday since I was about 15 years old because pretty much the same thing. You wake up in the morning and the entire day is pretty much wrapped up in sports. So I wake up in the morning and it's been a tradition for mine for maybe 15 years and I go and I get together with friends and we play football. 
do a turkey bowl. Once the turkey bowl's over, it's about noon. You come home, you take a shower, you get ready for the first game. And then you walk into the house and the turkey's already being made because the turkey takes all day to make. So the bacon smell in the house and you got the stuffing and the mashed potatoes. All those smells accumulate and they all come as one. And you start watching football. And then your family starts coming over and starts coming over. By the time you know it, the f- house is full. You're watching sports with your cousins, with your uncles, with your everyone. And then you just kind of just hang out for the rest of the day. That's my favorite holiday. I don't really have a favorite holiday, holiday, but Thanksgiving would be the one for me. Yeah. I like it's my excuse to eat a lot. That's the only reason why yeah, I like exactly. it. Facts. Thanksgiving is a close second for me. Christmas yeah, is my favorite. Yeah, Christmas what? is hands down. Hey, like what, what, wait, wait, Anthony Christmas. Frazier. Anthony Frazier says something. What's that? He said it's my favorite too because I want cousins come in town. That's for Thanksgiving you're saying or Christmas? Yeah, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, right? There's a, there's a feel for it, right? And and the moms and the family, they get, they get stoked because they're like – the other thing I had, the dynamic was, is for many years, I, I celebrated two Thanksgivings. I had my family, and then I had my very best friend. She's Irish, and and they had a huge Irish Thanksgiving spread. So I would go early that one, and then later. And then as I got older, in my house, we stopped celebrating it. My Thanksgiving was with them. I have the fondest memories of Thanksgiving. It's, it's hard for them to be replaced. Christmas is Christmas, but to me, Christmas is a little more... Um, of a religious holiday. Well, I think it starts shifting too. Right now, they're being put in. The, they're put in. Well, they're in the position that everything is receive, receive, receive. They don't have the stress of going through a list and saying, "How many people do I have to get something for? And what if I leave somebody out? And what do I get for this person? What do I get for that person?" Once you have that stress, that you have to start getting things for people, and on an every year basis, have to be kind of creative. And instead of just giving them a box of chocolates wrapped up in a bow, it's it's one of those deals. Yeah, that's what so I'm, I'm saying with is Frank it on that. bad that my favorite holiday is Christmas? It's not. No, there's nothing bad about it. I think it's really okay. cool because Chris, let me tell you, Christmas is a very, very close second. Christmas is beautiful. This Christmas, Anthony can confirm this. I hate the fact that every other day I'm in a situation that Anthony can call me out on BS. But but Christmas and Christmas caroling and Christmas songs. Uh, remind me of my New York and Northern perspective of that holiday, uh, and it gets very sentimental for me. It means I can confirm. It means everything to me that holiday because I just I love what um, this. I, there's something romantic about snow and winter, and it's it's a perspective. I have a memory once I shared um, on the 23rd of December, or might even been the 24th of December, walking in Manhattan, uh, Fifth Avenue. And, and the vibe, it's something I'll never forget. Um, Christmas is really special. But, man, Thanksgiving. You can get around friends and family with food and, and, and laughs. Sometimes Christmas doesn't do the laughs thing. Christmas is more real. Everybody gets all dressed up, and it's tight water, and it's about exchanging gifts. Thanksgiving is about getting together, eating, and having a good time. What's up, Kim? I'm sorry. Oh, um, I like I like Christmas because I, I like – okay – I love, like, the Christmas commercials and then the Christmas, like, movies, like the really cheesy 2000 ones. <laughs> the Hallmark ones are fantastic. Yeah. The Hallmark ones are epic. Who watches Hallmark Christmas movies? Raise your hand. Like, oh, they're is, so bad and I love them. They're bad and I love them. Mario, that is so perfect. You hit it. You nailed it on the head. You know that when they put them on July, I make fun of, uh, of Zuli for watching them. And then Anthony catches me in the room. He goes, you're really not watching this. I go, that's just what's on there. It's just on. I'm just not paying attention to it. What started watch. that? That July, um, Christmas in July stuff. 
Frank can look it up because he's good at that, or maybe one of our other Padawans can look it up. I think Hallmark had something to do with that, though. That sounds like a Hallmark, the Christmas in July. I think it, I don't know if it started through the network, but that's something that sounds so Hallmark to me that I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case. Um, it's funny. You know, yesterday, Frank, I don't know if you remember, I talked about half birthdays. Talk about holidays, right? Talk about half birthdays. Because yesterday was my daughter's half birthday, and I mentioned that on the air. But I said it as a joke, remembering as a kid, we used to kid around and call our half birthdays out. I get home, and I had left her a note, happy 18 and a half, whatever. And she shows me that there's an actual filter. I guess with your Snapchat, since you have your birthday in there, your Snapchat recognizes that it's your half birthday. And one of your filters just on that day is happy half birthday. I couldn't even believe it. Uh, do you guys, you didn't hear me talk about this yesterday. So I, do you guys celebrate your half birthdays? Any of you? Did you do it as a kid? I know I did. Uh, no. no, I don't even know when my half birthday is. Yeah, what, yeah, me neither. What's this whole well, hold on, half hold on, birthday Sabrina, <laughs> hold on. Six months before your birthday, celebrate so it. I know Anthony doesn't celebrate it, but Sabrina, you've you've touched on something that means it could only really be one or two days of the entire year for you to make that statement. Your half birthday would be exactly six months to the day of your real birthday. When is your real birthday? August twenty sixth. In your mind, so then it would be February twenty sixth. So yeah, if it had been, that's why I said it's two or three days. If it had been August 29th or August 30th, August 31st, it's hard to find your half birthday because February only has 28 days and once every four years, 29. So that's why I was wondering when your birthday was and I knew it was in August. I was like, okay, so no, you, your half birthday would be February 26th. You don't celebrate it, evidently. Frank says he used to celebrate it as a kid. Frank enjoyed celebrating it. Frank, your mom bought you gifts for that? Did you really hustle gifts out of your half birthday? Oh, I tried. For sure, dinner. That's incredible. For sure, dinner. Yeah, but I have a bad, I have a bad audience here. Now, none of them celebrated it. It. It, was hard well, to it. it was hard to pull gifts from her for my half birthday when the El Dia de los Tres Reyes Magos, she wouldn't give on that day either. She wouldn't give on that no, day? she wouldn't give on Even that day. Even I hustled gifts out of that one. Nicole, I could see you hustling it out of dad. Oh, no, I'm definitely going to do that now. Mine is March 25th, and I'm for sure going to guess a, a but nice But you got to go with that. Your mom's not going to eat it up for once. Your mom's not buying it, dude. Let me tell you. Let me hey. Tell you, let me tell you something about my mom. Let me tell you something about my mom. Nicole, you have a special half birthday. I'm just saying, just saying, you know. It's my birthday. I know it is. Ah. Yes. Okay. I remember. Okay, yes. But my mom, a little fun anecdote. Growing up, I would like to get out of school because school was very boring for me, and I would just do work later in my house. And I used to get nosebleeds a lot. And I would never call my mom because she would always just be on the phone like, listen, I know you're trying to get out. I'm not, I'm not taking you out. I'm, I'm, I'm at work. This is important. When I called my dad, he'd be like, I'll be there in 10 minutes, mama. Sit there in the office. I'll be okay. So that's how I knew the dynamic between my parents very, very young. So I, I go for my dad. For Notice that. how I said you could probably hustle your dad out of this one, not your mom. <laughs> mom is not biting on that one, brother. Yeah, I wasn't successful with any of the gifts, but I leave, I would bring it up every year. I I tried. I went down trying. I would never. No. Nah. No. Didn't work, right? No. Yeah, it's I not find gonna it work. really yeah. stupid. Celebrating a half birthday. Is didn't work. I, I tried. I tried it all. I, none of them bought it. Hispanic parents don't buy into that stuff. <laughs> yeah. They were like, "Are you kidding me? Stop." Hey, uh, amigo. Yes, sir. My half birthday passed a while ago. How come you didn't get me a gift or anything? I did. Why don't you go ahead and look up there on that? 
it's visible from here. Because if I remember correctly, oh, if yeah. you look at that closet, yeah. that little Kobe jersey you got, kinda, do you remember the day you got that? I actually kind of don't remember that. You don't remember? You don't remember? Do you want me to remind you when you got that? I'm just going to... Do you want me to remind you when you got that? It was oh, right God. before that half birthday, Popple. There's the mute button here on Zoom. Uh-huh. That's what I figured. By the way, the origins of Christmas in July was not a Hallmark origin. Um, it started 84 years ago on July 24th and 25th in 1933. Um, at a girls' camp called Keystone Camp from Vivard, North Carolina. Uh, according to the camp's 100th anniversary celebration, first time anyone ever celebrated Christmas in July was at Keystone per request of camp co-founder Fanny Holt. That's why I like you. If you like to do the research on these obscure, random, who-gives-a-rat's-ass things, it's great. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. All right, so clearly there's a lot of Christmas. Even as teenagers, they're still into Christmas. Yeah, because our gifts aren't ultra lame. No, because you guys aren't giving gifts. I'm convinced that's what it is. As soon as you guys have to go through I the give mission, gifts. I have to get money myself and, like, buy it. Guys, it's not even about that. Like, okay, do you guys remember growing up as a child and just, I don't know, you were just happy. It was all magical and everything. So, for me, it's kind of, like, different <laughs> because I have a big family so to me, it's kind of like, oh, I want to bake cookies. I want to do the Christmas tree. And I want like, I don't know. I want just kind of want to give that experience to like my little cousins. And just like, it's kind of like, that's not really about giving gifts or receiving gifts. Like, I mean, it is a plus. And at this age, a lot of us don't really have to worry about it. But it's kind of like another family gathering, kind of. Plus, it's easy when Santa's paying for all those gifts, bro. But there's a lot of things that Brittany just said that I agree with 100%. So the tree thing is cool. Like, you get into doing the whole tree decorating. It's a pain when you got to take it down, but it's fun when you got to put it up. Um, The whole cookies thing, my wife gets into baking and the family gets into baking. The Christmas music is amazing. Lucas was telling me back here, the weather's good. It turns from summer to spring all of a sudden in Miami. So the the, the weather's amazing. So, yeah, there are aspects to it, but when you start thinking about giving gifts, I don't know if Saturday I start thinking about how awesome Thanksgiving is again. I, I have a thing, though, when it comes to Christmas. I'm sorry, Anthony. I have a thing, though, when it comes to Christmas is that I do like Christmas, but for that same reason, like, the whole spirit of it has kind of died out as I got older. Like, it doesn't feel the same as when it did when I was younger. So that's kind of why I prefer, like, Noche Buena the day before Christmas. That's what yes. there. So Definitely. Noche Buena, for those of you, because sometimes we forget we're talking to an audience outside of the 305. Noche Buena, Christmas Eve in in the Caribbean Hispanic culture, in fact, the most Hispanic cultures, carries a very special meaning because it's when the family gathers and they eat profusely prior to the celebration of the birth of Christ. And it makes for, it is on par to Thanksgiving as far as spreads are concerned. Uh, I love it because I love the origin of that holiday and I love its representation and I love, look, I'm going to do it. I I know it's school that my Lord and Savior was born on that day. Like that to me is really, really cool. And I enjoy it through that. And the other stuff, which is the kids, we always enjoy that. I'm not, like, there are some Bible thumpers that get really creative and overbearing about it, and that's your choice. Uh, I choose to be respectful and quiet and enjoy the essence of it all. To me, 
if you've got the right temperature, what bothers me is South Florida, 84 degrees on Christmas Day. I can't deal with it. If it's just 60 degrees from crying out loud, it makes it pleasant and wonderful. The right music, the right sense. That sense meaning S-C-E-N-T-S. The right smells. Okay? Uh, and the vibe of family and good food. Nothing beats that. So that, that, that Christmas holiday, Brittany hit it right on the head. It is... It, it also represents the end of a year. You're coming up on the end of a year. Um, there's a reason why, raise your hand if you agree with my sentiment, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day is very anticlimactic. Uh, I, get, I get incredibly emotional on New Year's. I just do. I think it's New Year's is overrated. Why is it? Why would it be overrated when New yeah, Year is celebrated in every every culture in the history of the world has when they started manning time has celebrated within their culture their New Year's? How in the world can you flippantly say that that is overrated? Well, because for here, like the way that we celebrate New Year's in Western culture, at least in America, you know, I think it's it's better off for people who are of age, people that can go out, people that can do stuff like that. And even then it's not even a, a safe holiday either. You have a lot of people that can go home driving under the influence. You have a lot of other things that kind of impact it. And it doesn't make it as fun as it kind of has a spirit to be. You're kind of in the headspace more to just go out, do other things and not really focus on the event of what it's for. That's how I think it's overrated. That's why I don't really care for it. I just like watching the 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 performances and eating my 12 grapes so i have good year for good luck for the rest of the year that's all vieja. Tú crees que es una vieja? She's an old I'm soul, so, so it's only fitting for her to say like that. like an old fart. Nicole, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. But you're such you're like I an old soul with music and all this other stuff. It's only fitting that you had that point of view for it. Yeah, she's so humbled. <laughs> <laughs> she's so mad at me right now. Actually, I'm not fine. I was told by Milian when I was like in the seventh grade that I was like a 40 year old woman, 40 year old woman, and like a 12 year old body. Like, like I tell people, like, give me music requests, and she, and everybody's giving me like super, like new stuff, and she comes out with like, come on, I need it. Like, salió eso? It's the funniest thing. I, well, she was in seventh grade, and she would I love her she, so much. And she would say, she like hands on the hip, and she's. Point out something someone did, like a, like a parent scolding. Can you believe that so-and-so did this? <laughs> She's one of those tias. She's going to be one of those tias. Yes. Have you seen the Geico commercial? Is it the Geico commercial about the aunts? Or is that a progressive? That's a progressive commercial. About the, the, the couple, they buy the house, but then all the aunts, all their aunts are there. Tias. All their tias come. Expired. 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 You guys haven't seen that commercial? Are you kidding me? I don't watch commercials. Oh my! God. Me Dive analyzations into commercials. Sir. I, no, I think I think I actually have seen it. That's actually yeah, really you're the VA over here who's then, analyzing commercials. Then they cross each other in the bedrooms. One of the aunts is that. Did you did you accept my did you accept my friend request? And then he goes, No, I got it. Oh, I have seen it. Oh, I know guys, what it this is. This is epic. This is one of the best. I mean, it's just it's epic, guys. It's epic. I'm just saying. Wait, totally off topic, but back to what Mario has said. Something about that he wanted a PS4, and now you get clothes. What's so wrong about clothes? Like, what are you gonna yeah, do with a PS4? Well, I was about to say to, like, that. Gifts that you used to get, man. Like, it's just 
jeans versus like a new PlayStation. Like hey, it doesn't work. Hey, what, what, what is the PlayStation team. gonna do for you? Like you gotta I'm gonna use it every day. Bro, come Hold on, on, man. I'm on Team Mario with this one, man, because I was the person that would look at you in the eye on my birthday and be like, no, no clothes, only toys. So I get you, Mario. I hated that transition. That was the hardest part to get over, being getting old. Hey, what happened to all the cool toys? No. Oh, what are you going to do with a PlayStation when it breaks? As long as you can have clothes on your breaks, What am I going to do with jeans 99% of the day? <laughs> what are you going to do with a shirt four times guys, after you wear it? You got to get rid of it. Sometimes you guys don't know how to dress, and your parents just want to... Like help you out. Yep, you know, that's their, that's their like easy way of fun. saying you Never need know. to start learning how to dress yourself. That Yikes. is the easy way of saying it. Yikes! <laughs> I disagree. You guys man. are the same people that probably wear the same shirt once a week, like every week. Yeah, because I I don't need to. No, need twice a week. Get it right. You guys wear the freaking same shirt, same white a wraps and the black a wraps in different colors, same shirt, just different variety. Sometimes okay, three and times what's a week. wrong with that? It's I'm throwing it out there because my dad does the same thing, so, but still. So I don't know that I fall into this category, Anthony, do I? I think I'm I'm, a, I'm removed from this generalization I'm hearing from you young bucks, correct? I'm not that guy, right? Maybe, mm. maybe not. Anthony, what fashion oh, faux no, pas do I do? Anthony, clarify for me. What fashion faux pas do I do? I mean... Come on, bro. I don't do that. You don't, you don't have the, the best show, sense in fashion. I don't agree with you there. I be, I definitely disagree with you there. I just, unfortunately, I have to go buy a whole bunch of new slacks because they're all huge on me. Well, it's because you lost weight, but yeah, it's a good thing. When I wear the stuff that's fitted to my new size, I don't think, I think I actually, I think I got swag. Not swag. Don't ever... You, you have... Very, swag. I feel like you I wear the like, I have college football shirts and call it a fit. I think the fact that you said that you have swag just shows yeah. you don't have anything. Well, have Nobody says for sure. swag on everyone. Damn, no, Leon, yeah. look at you. You changed the format of the show and you get roasted day one. That's okay. Swag. What? You know that no, I have my word I have an outfit planned for next week. I have a total outfit planned for next week. It's going to throw all of you a curveball. With a, with a jacket combo and my shoes are going to take take it all what are you away. you going to wear a wig? <laughs> Well, He's gonna wear white jeans. Man. I know it. He's gonna yeah. wear white jeans because we can tight white see jeans. The full fit. nice shoes. He's gonna wear tight white jeans and a, a polo shirt from Express. No, I know it. I'm That's not doing thing. that one, but I, I will dress up and my drip will be good. And like you young bucks do now, instead of wearing fancy dress shoes, I will wear another type of shoe that will make me look. In la moda, and you will be surprised to see how I wear that. Well, this is interesting, though. This is interesting. I think what we should all do the day you come with that fit, we should all just rate it. What do you I mean rate it? What do you mean by rate it? Rate you mean rate it, like, oh, like rate R A T E on a scale of one to ten, how good or bad you look? Okay, yeah, well, your name. I'll agree yeah, to that, exactly. but there, there can only be one judge. You know who the judge is? Me, Anthony Frazier. He's the only judge. Oh, oh really? Yeah, because all of you are uh, gonna rip on me because all of you, all of you, are gonna rip me that. because I'm a band. You've had me for three years. Anthony knows he has to make a good impression. I mean, he just got to know me. He'll be honest, but he'll be careful. You so guys, then can we weigh in our opinions after he judges? I'll think about it. Lucas says I, you're bringing okay. back the Don Johnson. You think I'm bringing back the Don Johnson? No, that might be a Halloween move. I'll be honest. This is going to be a very updated move. With the blonde wig. <laughs> this is going to be a very updated move. I can guarantee you that. I plan on shocking the world with this. This will be different. No? 
You better come in here dripping and not oh, just have the same old man It's going to be dripping, oozing. Thing. It's going to be oozing. It's going to be, you know, like when you wash a car with a sponge and you dip the sponge in the bucket and when it comes out, the water's just coming out from everywhere. That's, that's going to be my drip. I promise you, my drip will be like a wet sponge. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. This is Jarvis Landry, and you're listening to Slam Radio. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. That's your new spin today, huh? So, our next guest, is he going to get to see what I'm wearing or not? Um, no, I'm going to send him a picture so he can see it while he's on the conversation. There, that's what I meant. I'm sure by you saying that, I'm sure he has an idea of what you are wearing, so. Yeah. Gotta send it. There we go. I'm gonna send that to you so you can do with it and disseminate with it as you please. Is that all right with you, Franklin cool. Fernandez? Cool. I'll draw some ears on you and. Stuff no, like don't do that. Anything like that, Franklin <laughs> Fernandez. Our next guest can be heard here in a little bit. Can be heard here in a little bit. His show, the King, what is it, King Gang or The King Gang? You can never King get it right. Gang. It's King my, Gang show. Because my shirt says King Gang on it. Because there's no the needed. It's just King uh, Gang. You need a the to anything. They call it The Ohio State, right? It is The University of Miami, right? Fair enough. Or Miami. Well, he loves The University of Miami, as a sidekick Jordan Nelson does as well. But he... He brings fire. He knows a lot of the old canes. He's a throwback kind of dude in a young man's body, but he, at the same time, uh, is a pleasure to hear on Fridays. He's on 11 to 12 each and every Friday here on Slam Radio. The show's called King Gang. Derek Coe in the house here on Good Morning Amigo. What's up, Derek? How's everything going? It's going good, man. What's going on, guys? I'm doing good, bro. I'm doing really well, doing really well. I saw that you traveled out to Clemson last weekend, uh, and, you know, well, that didn't work out too well. Um, but you're, you're a true fan. You're a true blue. You're, uh, you, you, you show that you represent, as far as being a University of Miami program fan, you've always done that before you continue to do it. But uh, were there any positive takeaways from the trip, anything you saw on the field? It looked like they just got beat down again by a, a much superior team. Yeah, I mean, there were some positive things. Clemson was absolutely beautiful. Um, the stadium was just – that's the type of stadium I think that Miami would love to be a part of. Like, just having that type of atmosphere, it's, there's nothing to do there, honestly, but <laughs> sit there and be in that stadium. But with 19,000 fans, it was incredibly loud. I can only imagine, like, at full capacity, it would probably be deafening. I, um, I couldn't help but notice that we looked smaller and slower. Did you get that oh, impression really? from being there? Oh, yeah, 100%. When we first walked into the stadium, we were, going, we were watching pregame, and you could just see the size differential from the Clemson players because they were right in the end zone where we were standing – and I was in awe on how big these guys were. I mean, they literally looked like an NFL team. They they were pretty big indeed. Was there a lot of were a lot of Kane fans out there or not? You know, they traveled pretty well. Um, obviously, there's a lot of family members and things like that. And uh, we ran into a couple of fans who traveled. But obviously, with COVID, it's kind of hard to 
get tickets because um, there's a certain amount of tickets uh, available. But I, I think, you know, Miami showed up pretty well with, with the fan base. I, you know, I try to go to as many games as I can, can go to, whether it's home or away. Um, especially at home, I go to every game. But away games, it's just – and it's not even about the outcome anymore. It's more about just the memory that you make uh, being, you know, in an away game and that type of atmosphere. I uh, The biggest away <clears throat> game, you'd be surprised if I tell you, the biggest away game I went to was when uh... – when Louisville spanked us in that in that bowl game in Orlando, I'd really never. Oh, the Russell Athletic really Bowl. Never done, yeah, I've never done anything <laughs> other than that because I used to like to watch the game at the old girl. Nowadays, the Rock is starting to get a little bit of an environment, but being in a crowd where it's well, it's not full capacity or anything near it, must have been an interesting experience for you. It was definitely different because obviously with social distancing, um, you know where we sat, and then our the next people to us are probably. 10 feet to my left and eight feet to my right and six feet behind me, you know, so it was just different, you know, just like it is at, at the rock, just being able to conversate with fans. It just makes it difficult. I, uh, Derek Coe joining us here on good morning, amigo. I know that the biggest part of what I enjoy about college football is tailgating. Right. Uh, I think it's fun. You guys all do it a certain way. I kind of, I do the float. I walk around. I know a lot of people, man, you know, so the, the, to stay at one place, I'm almost selling myself short because I have so many friends that are there. And I swing through and I'll, you know, I'll have an adult beverage with one. And, and it really becomes an event for me because I get to do the walkthrough. That's a lot of fun. And I'll usually be able to strategize where three or four of them are and then run into three or four more. And it's a lot of fun. That element is gone. There's not a part of what football is today or will it be this season. Uh, did you miss that? Because, I mean, at a normal time you'd have traveled there, you would have found a way to tailgate. Did you miss not being able to? Yeah, so normally on an away game, um, there's a group that I'm kind of a part of. It's called Canes United. They set everything up. Um, you know, we show up, whether or not we prepay for food and, you know, beverages or whatever. And it's usually a pretty big spread. You know, we didn't have that. Um, just like at The Rock, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think they're allowing you to, to tailgate for an hour after the gates opened um, starting, I think, tomorrow um, for the game. You know, but I'm the same way, though, Larry. And you can ask Frank. Like, I like to walk around just to be around different people. Um, I don't sit in one spot and try to uh, – you know, hang out in one spot. I, I like to, I'm a social butterfly. I like to walk around and, you know, interact with everybody. Derek, what can we expect on the show in a little bit? Um, a lot of talk about the do's and don'ts and coulda, shoulda, wouldas, <laughs> uh, what could have happened last week. And then obviously, you know, looking forward to tomorrow and what we're looking for and how do we rebound. Is it the same Miami team over the last couple of years? You lose one game and then you start that downward trend of losing and losing and losing. Or do you have that leadership and you have that, you know, that, that type of fire now where you're looking to capitalize from the mistakes you made last week and move forward you know, against Pitt and then throughout the season? Brother, I'm going to let you go. I appreciate your time. You know, anytime I call on you, you respond. Anytime, man. And you are the man. You guys, let me tell you, you guys are doing an excellent <clears throat> job. I am not even going to sugarcoat it. You guys are doing a magnificent job. You are quite the character, bro, has – have you heard from any of your friends from other spots? Like, what? How, how has it gone when they said, "Hey, man, I heard you on the air"? Like, we get a lot of feedback. Um, 
I get a lot of text messages, you know, literally after the show, you know, you know, and again, I'm always, I'm, I'm my worst critic, right? And, and Frank will tell you, I'm always like thinking, could I have done this better? Could I have done that better? Um, but it's always nice to get positive feedback from, from fans and from friends and saying, hey, man, you guys did a great show. And, you know, obviously a couple weeks ago we had Santana on, which was phenomenal. And I got a, I got a couple other uh, former players in the works that said that they would be willing to come on the show. So I'm trying to set that up and, uh, We'll just move forward, man. I did. I did put a plug in in there last night um, for today's show about maybe an additional hour moving forward. So if you hear oh, that, oh, <laughs> okay, I see. I like the confidence. Oh, hmm. I think we can have a conversation about that. <laughs> Things that make you go, hmm. I think we can talk about that. I think that's a conversation no that can be had. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you very much, Derek Cole. You can hear him in a few minutes right here. And you can hear me each and every Friday, 11 to 12, although that apparently might be up for change if you ask Derek. <laughs> right here I appreciate it, guys. Take care, my man. All right, be good, guys. Later, brother. That's funny. Yeah, I already know what I'm going to do. One of two things. I'm either going to give him the other hour and move the boys to Wednesday. It sounds like we have a solution already. That, oh, that That's a, a solution, a problem that came up that the solution worked out on its own. It's, it's, I think that might work out well. Hmm. I think it works out well. You put them on and, I don't know, we'll figure it out. There's a couple things. I have, I have one desire. I don't, think they're, I don't think they're brave enough to do it. I don't think they're capable of doing it because he works. It would be to do it live. Yeah, that's the that would be the tough one. That's the tough one because he works, and especially Jordan's three hours behind. So yeah, they they recorded just a couple. They recorded literally. They just stopped recording right before we came on the air. They wake up super early to record it, so it's it's really up to date. You we usually provide live content with them. Uh, we do it this way. They, uh, gosh, I think it was two weeks ago. They were re they did it all. They fell asleep. They woke up around four thirty five, and they literally while we were on the air, they were finishing recording and editing. To submit, so we come on right after us. So they're literally just a couple of hours uh, pre-recorded, um, simply because of their desire to put this together and be a part of what we do here at Slime Radio. I would, I would prefer they be live. It's just my my preference. <sighs> Man, if it, you know, it's not a Friday unless I mean Derek Cole was my invention, but on Fridays we always talk baseball with my buddy Jacob. I am down though. I'm not. I'm not in a good mood right now. I'm not. I'm feeling bummed right now. Oh, I know a way to get you in a better mood. What's that? Ah, yes. When you hear that song, you know it's that time. It's Friday. And it's time to talk baseball with Jacob Rudner. Jacob, what's going on? <sighs> I'm hurting right now. <sighs> what's going to happen here? Can can they win three straight? No. Yeah. This is what I, I was uh... <laughs> <laughs> No. It is. Uh, uh... It, this one feels pretty wrapped up to me. Gosh. Unbelievable. If they just wouldn't have scored all those runs in that one game, they could have sprinkled them around for the rest of the games. They would have been in great shape. What's up with yeah. Kershaw, man? This is time and time again. I don't. 
Well, we've always, uh, before Jacob comes, remember I told you earlier in the playoffs that it may be good, or it may be even Jacob uh, mentioned it, that it was good that Kershaw wasn't pitching in front of fans because for whatever reason it may be the fans that kind of tempers them out a little bit. Well, he did finally in the playoffs because no fans were uh, allowed in the venue, but yesterday it was, what, 11,000 fans allowed, so it looked like he shrunk a little bit. Can, can I just offer that that wasn't his fault? Can I just be the one to say that he should not have pitched in the sixth, that he should have been pulled after the five solid one-run innings in which his team still had a chance. Can we blame somebody else this year? Can we blame the manager? (laughs) Well, I made a bold prediction today on the show, and I'm going to share it with you. They lose. He gets fired. I have a prediction of who they hire. Who's, who's the higher prediction? And I'm, by the way, I don't actually think that the firing prediction is that bold, and I might be on the same page. Yeah, it was given, it, Frank said it great. He gave him the keys to a Corvette and told him not to crash it, and he crashed it. Uh, I think you guys hire Alex Cora. Ooh. <laughs> see, see here, here's why I disagree. I don't think that the, the Dodgers are going to be able to swallow the PR nightmare that's going to come with hiring the manager who beat them by cheating. I think that's where you probably lose the city of Los Angeles and the, and do, the, do and the know, front office. Do you know that it has become a very common mindset amongst everybody in baseball that he got ambushed by his players? That this isn't a Cora system, that this is a system created it had a lot more to do with Beltran and those guys, and that while he was complicit by allowing it to happen, the mere fact that it didn't happen in Boston is because it's not his system, and that's something that he does. I'm yeah, telling my you, question, though, the 30 for 30, they're going to write one day about Alex Cora. What You want to talk about the fall guy of the 21st century of sports, it's Alex Cora. But, but here's, here's my question for you. It's that when, when you have a manager who is being ambushed by his players and doesn't have a control in the locker room, it's going to make a great TV show. It's going to be awesome as far as the interview goes and the, and the cinematics of the 30 for 30 that they're going to make about him. But what does that say? What does that say about his managerial skills if he has no clue what's going on in the, in the locker room that he's supposed to be in charge of? Well, when it that, happened, that when it happened on his watch, supposedly, it happened when he was a bench coach with the Astros. Because he wasn't even the manager of the Astros. He was the bench coach of the Astros. And supposedly he was one of the guys that did it. He, there's a lot of people who think he didn't necessarily have anything to do with it. But then he goes to Boston. They've not been able to prove that Boston did it. And can, can you imagine if just, God forbid, his managerial skills was the what helped them get 108 wins? There's a lot of things he did different in Boston that changed their dynamics and how they won. And I don't think there's any coincidence that since he's left, they can't win. You've got – there are three sides to every story, and God bless anybody who thinks Alex Cora is responsible for this because that's what you've been told by the media. But I'm here to tell you that I look – I see right through that entire story. It's a bunch of players who, as a matter of fact, let these guys take the fall, which is why I've been the way I've been about the Astros, okay? And, and, and Alex Cora, who has suffered death threats, amongst other things, has had to kind of just go away for a little bit. I, I don't know. I, I – I think the Dodgers need to finally put on put a buckle in there and say, "Let's go. We want to win. We want to win." And that guy will help. Well, them I, win. I, 
See, but I, I think for me, it, it wasn't necessarily about 100%, oh, he cheated and then said, this guy is the ringleader and he's the bad guy. I think for me, it's more about the, will the Dodgers pull off the PR stunt where they lost to this guy twice, once as a bench coach, once as a manager, and both times mired in controversy. I don't see them doing that. Jacob Brenner joining that's, us here on Good Morning, Amigo. I, I get you. I get you. So there's no scenario the Dodgers can come back. They can pull one out tonight. They got Bueller in six. You don't. You still don't feel it. You guys can still hit the ball like crazy. I, when you can hit the ball, anybody's got a chance to do anything. I think. I think this is kind of where I come from when I say no. I, I think that when you're down three-one, I look at this very mathematically. I look at this from the standpoint of now you have no more room for error. And which, you know, everybody knows that. But, but when, when you are down three to one, you can't lose. When you're down three to one, you need three straight. And, and have we seen anything so far? And this is kind of how I go about this. Have we seen anything so far that would indicate they can do that? I would, I would emphatically say no. I would say that we have not seen anything so far that would suggest that they can go three straight. If they needed two wins, maybe. Maybe. I don't know that they have three consecutive wins in the tank. Have we seen anything to suggest that they do? I don't think so. Well, like I said, I really the, only, the only fear factor is you're right. If it was two and you were going Bueller and then all hands on deck, then anything's possible. I think the caveat here is that today's game is the one that you have no idea how the Dodgers are going to come out. But, hey, the Dodgers score 11 runs in the first inning today. They're not going to lose no matter who throws. I'm just telling uh, you that course. when you're the Los Angeles Dodgers and you put up more runs than any team in baseball, like you just, you you just always have a chance because you hit the ball that way. I'm not ready to give up on the Dodgers yet. They're my last hope. Everybody I've rooted for is lost. It's crazy. Uh, on that note, looks like the Rays had this in command at 3-0, and in a matter of 29 or 30 hours, it's now a 3-2 series. Correa with a walk-off. He kind of behaved yesterday when he did it. Am I? Is this accurate in your opinion? You know that I'm tough on the celebrating and the nonsense. I felt as if he behaved. Oh, I, I think he's. I think he's in the corner where he has to behave. You, you, you can't hit a hit a walk off and then be down three two and celebrate and and make a stink about how well you know you're talking about us cheating and look at us now. I mean, you, you could you could be going home tomorrow. Is that that to me is kind of the atmosphere? If you're the Houston Astros, it's kind of an emergency situation. That would be like if your house was on fire and then you ran outside for putting out one bedroom and celebrated the situation. It's not over. The, the house is still burning. There's there's still fire. So they, I don't know that there's room or time or the place to be celebrating right now. It would feel a little bit ill placed and a little bit you know immature. Uh, I think that he handled it the way he should have. Now, if you want to talk about a team that could come back, I think momentum is way in their favor right now. Do I think it's going to happen? No. Do I think it's more possible? Certainly. I think that it's from a, not only from a they have to win less games to come back standpoint, but also that do I think that they have a lot more momentum than the Dodgers appear to have? Absolutely. Here's my why not them. So like I'm not I'm just taking devil's advocate here for a second. So so you don't think either or is possible, which means you think it's Braves and Braves and Rays. I I can't help but think to myself um I can't help think to myself 
they've won these two. This reminds me a lot of 04 when my Yankees fell to the Red Sox and this happened. And I believe, if my memory serves me correctly, Ortiz hits a walk-off, I believe, in five. That really sets the tone for what was about to happen. And I think that Correa's walk-off is similar to this Ortiz walk-off. And I, I, I think Mr. Moe is on Houston's side. I think, I'm thinking they're going to win this. I really believe they're going to win this. But I also... Um, not gonna, not gonna discount the ability of a team that can hit like Los Angeles, even though they're down three-one to make something happen. Today, to me, is their biggest obstacle because, like, who takes the hill for them? You know, what's well, they're, they're going to start Dustin May, and 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 look, that's the guy that you probably want on the mound at the moment. Walker Bueller looked, for a lack of better terms, horrible in Game One. You know, Kershaw maybe injured. Maybe he wasn't ready to pitch last night, but he pushed through to try and do it anyway. Looked good through five, was left in for six, got touched up. You've got Julio f- Urias. You've got to figure, though, that Bueller's going to throw six if Dustin May wins today, right? I mean, you, you would hope so if you're the Dodgers. You would certainly hope so. But, you know, Walker Bueller's got these, these blisters on two different fingers. He's walking everybody that he sees. I mean... We're, we're looking at Walker Bueller playoff performance of the past at the moment. And the problem with Walker Bueller playoff performance of the past is he's not exactly very reliable. If he can give you six, that's huge. I, what I am astonished at Dustin May starting, that means it's probably not plans for a long start. That means there could be almost an all-hands-on-deck, uh, I guess, environment with the Dodgers in their bullpen. Who do you see if he runs into early trouble coming in? Well, you want to play a game here. The better, the better question is, how many people in that bullpen do I trust? How many people, if I was the manager of the Los Angeles Dodgers, do I trust? And the answer is nobody. I think that that bullpen is in a bad spot right now. If I had to pick one person, though, to bring in, it would, it would probably be Choleric, Adam Choleric for maybe an inning and a half. And I know that Dave Roberts and the Dodgers, uh, he can only pitch to lefties. Who else are you going to go to? What's the better option here? So I would probably go to him. Urias, if he's an option, uh, you know, it, it, it already feels like all hands on deck time right now. So if, if May can't make it past, you know, the third or the second or whatever the case may be, I'm going to whoever I think is the best suited to come into this game and give me a couple innings. Who's going to do the best? To, to me, this is no longer a question of which reliever is the most rested and who has the healthiest arm right now. No. If you are half-rested, semi-healthy, and have the right mentality, you're in tonight. Because you have to be. Every game now is game seven. Well, indeed, and I think in both series you have that element. And, uh, boy, Dodger Nation must be pissed. So you don't agree with me. So you agree Roberts gets replaced. So, like, who who do the Dodgers? Uh, the best question always asks someone who's a fan of a team that they're looking to have their manager or their coach fired. Uh, so who do you want to replace them with? You know, he, that, that's a hard question to answer because, for me, it, it comes down to, and I'm a big fan of this, who in the organization is there already that they think could potentially step into a managerial role? Who do they have who is already in-house? who knows the players, who sat in the dugout, who they feel could step up. Is there that option? I personally think that the Dodgers coaching staff is fantastic. 
I think that they have a number of people. Mark Pryor, the pitching coach, I think is excellent. I think that their hitting staff, they have a number of hitting coaches. There's a, it's like a hitting coach by committee situation in Los Angeles. I think any of those guys are very good. Dodgers bench coach Bob Guerin is fantastic. So, you know, th- there are people. I think that there are people in-house. And, and to me, this is, the, this is the real question as far as does Dave Roberts keep his job or does he go? You know, at what point, if you are Los Angeles, are you resetting the standard of what, what Los Angeles baseball should be? Is it playoffs are okay or is it we need to win a World Series? And, and then the question is, how often do you need to win that World Series in order for it to be okay? So this is year five of Dave Roberts. It's playoff race number five. It's division win number five. At what point is it no longer okay for him not to win a World Series? I think that this could be that year. Yeah, I do too. My vote is for him to stay. I don't know if I've told you before. I kind of like him. I, I All this stuff's not something you blame him for. I like to think Clayton Kershaw should be held a little more responsible for some of the stuff. You really can't count on him for the big game, although he did come up earlier in the playoffs with a big game with a gem of a performance. I think it was 13 Ks in a game, but he's not he's not showing that form these days. And that's certainly, if I as a Dodger fan, sort of right now for a week or so, or maybe for a day, depending on what happens today, um, it, it's. It's something that I, 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 I got to be honest with you. I don't know that they can overcome this, but I think that if when you have the sticks that they do, um, you could be looking at a, today's the game. If they can win today, man, I would not ever lose hope on this because I believe that they could come back and win six and seven. They, uh, I have a lot of you're, – you're down on Bueller. I think when the chips are down, you're going to get a lot from him. Uh, but I'm an underdog guy. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens from that. I'll be watching intently today. I appreciate you coming on the show, Jacob. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you guys very much for having me, and uh, we'll have certainly some interesting conversations to have next week. Absolutely. Have a great weekend, my friend. You too, guys. Talk to you later. Take care. This is bad, Frank. Why is it bad? Because. It's the weekend. What are you talking about? What am I supposed to do? I don't want to see Tampa Bay win. Well, I mean, I don't want to do a lot of things in life, but we're kind of stuck with it. I didn't want to see LeBron win this year. I wanted to win. Right, but it's not my team against Tampa Bay. Yeah, it's the Braves. Because you hate the Braves, too. No, no, I'm saying it right now. Oh, the Astros, because it's not your team? No. Uh Uh-huh. The Astros against the Braves. I mean, Astros against the, the Rays. And I'm, like, really down on the series because I don't like those teams. Then the Dodgers, who I, you know, I'm kind of up on because I predicted they'd win the World Series, they're down 3-1 to the Braves. Remember that fear? Well, I'm not a fan of. Remember that fear that I was alluding to in the earlier in the show? What fear? This is the fear I'm talking about right What's now. Fear? Listen to the emotions that you're spewing into the microphone about this isn't my team. What's well, none of my happen? teams are there. Yeah, but listen to the fear. Like, you don't want this team to win because they're classified as the cheaters and the asterisks and whatever, yada, yada, yada. Well, you don't, I don't want, want that team to win. win. I don't so want the race all of a sudden, now you're, watching, now you're watching game six in fear, in pure and utter fear, because you know if, you know if the Rays— Some barbecue. I'm going to cook in time to watch— You know if the Rays the lose game six— Game seven's random, and anything can happen. And all of a sudden, you're going to find yourself in a position that the Astros are going to be in the World Series. So then what is Milian going to do about it then? Because well, I remember telling you earlier on that the Astros are going to be in the World Series. 
Well, I can't root for the Rays. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I'm not saying anything other than I'm not rooting for the Rays. You're concerning me, bro. Well, I'm not rooting not for the, the Rays. Way, this isn't the way I wanted to walk. At six oh seven, I'm gonna wa- I'm gonna be very honest with you. I'm gonna watch baseball, okay? And at six oh seven, I'm gonna watch a game between two teams. And I'm assuring you that I'll be I'll be begrudgingly going for one of them, but I will be going for one of them. Bro. Yep. I'm going to be rooting for one of those two teams in that 607 American League Championship Series Game 6 in the series where the Rays lead the Astros three games to two. One of those two teams I'll be rooting for. I'm, 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 I'm legitimately worried. What are you worried about? Worried about you because this fear is, the, is clouding your judgment. And all of a sudden, when you get clouded judgment, you start making irrational decisions. And when you have a I'm team a that you don't historian. like, all of a sudden, you flip-flop. I don't ever flip-flop. I, my teams are my teams. But I'm a baseball historian. Milan, you're- and the only time in baseball history where a team has come back from 3-0, it has happened on my Yankees. And what better retribution and revenge to a team that I can't stand like the Tampa Bay Rays, no, and no, for no, it to no, now no, happen. No, 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 don't do it. Millian, don't Astros! Do it. Don't do it. Go Astros! That's it. I said it. Then I can get the monkey off my back. We'll have a new team to laugh at blowing a 3-0 lead. I live with this burden every year. I want the Rays to suffer the same burden. It's not like I'm going to go out and buy an Astros cap. You better not walk in here Monday with an Astros cap. You told me you had to go to the mall. You better not. Melian, we're going to have freaking problems, bro. We're going to have freaking problems, all right? Boy, Sundays. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to have to turn into a Braves fan. This is what's going to problem. This is a problem. I'm going to be tomahawk chopping all through this studio. All right, Sunday. I'm going to tomahawk chop through this studio. I'm going to do it. Win, Everywhere I go, today, I'm going to be waving. And they win on Saturday. Everywhere I go, I'm going to be waving, bro. Sunday, I'm going to get one of the snapbacks because that's, once the series is over, then I can just give it to Sabrina since she's a big Astros fan. No, 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 no. It's not going to happen, bro. Bro. It's not going to happen. I'm tired of the Yankees being the whooping boy of that story. I, it'll never go away, but once it happens again, it then minimizes how incredible it is. Therefore, I need the race to suffer the same fate. Framber Valdez, brother, I'm counting on you. Notice I haven't worn the asterisk shirt. Though. I know that's the part of the, that's the part I'm concerned about. I can't even speak right now. I'm so angry at you, Milian. <laughs> this isn't good, man. Yeah. I'm not rooting for the Rays. I told you I'm not rooting for the Rays. I'm not rooting for the Rays. So what happens if the Rays win today? <laughs> oh boy. Raise or braze. I can't do that one. You know how that is. Raise or braze. I can't do it. Somehow now, as much as I want to be right, because I told you back in February or March, whenever it was that they got accused of this, the whole thing, the entire, as soon as fire started talking, I told you the Astros were going to win the World Series because the punishment wasn't big enough. And I'm going to find that tape. As much as I want to be right, do you know what I want even more? What do you want? For you to be miserable during the World Series and make it Braves Rays. So you want me to be miserable? Yeah, why not? 
better than you. It's better than having a fake, a fake phony wow. in front of me. What do you mean a fake phony? What have I done? You're to flip make flop me? and go for the Astros. That's why you haven't worn your Astros shirt all week or for two weeks. I haven't been rooting for the Astros. You know better than that. Only but you I've haven't said, worn the shirts. All I've said is that what would be perfect justice is for them to make it to the World Series and the Dodgers beat them. But right now, it doesn't look like the Dodgers are going to make it to the World Series. I need a miracle. Right, so you're acting like a baby right now. Why am I acting like a baby? Because since the Dodgers aren't going to make it to the World Series, now you want to have it your way. So now you're going to go for the Astros. I, I'm, I'm not. I want the Rays to blow a 3-0 lead. Like because you hate the Rays. I can't say And now I'm seeing that you hate the Rays more than you hate cheaters. I don't know about that, because then I can always root for them to lose in the World Series. But I'll, I'll kill a lot of birds with these stones, bro. I, I can resolve everything. That doesn't mean I'm going to root for the Astros in the World Series. It bothers you when somebody in your division wins the championship. Who do you think I would root for in a World Series between the Braves and the Astros? Well, you hate the tomahawk chop, so I would say the Astros. I'll root for the Braves. Hmm. Shows how much I know you. I'll, I'll root for the Braves. 100%. But I, if it's a Braves, Rays, World Series, I'm not rooting for anybody because it's not like I love the, the Braves. They were nice to me when I went over there. So if you didn't like the Braves, then what's the purpose of rooting for them if they play the Astros? Because I don't like the Astros in theory. So you don't like either of them? You're Correct. contradicting yourself. No, I'm not contradicting yourself. You said the same thing about the Rays and the Braves. If you don't like either team between the Astros and the, and the Braves, why are you going to go for the Braves? Because Houston cheated? Yes. Correct. Solid. As much as I hate the Rays, whatever. Uh, 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 but, but no. This 3-0 thing is the big decider, Frank. In general terms, I would never be rooting for the Astros. Right now, I want them to come back. I need them to come back. Baseball history is very necessary. Thank you, George. Ah, look at that sweet tune. Tells me my week is over. It's time for me to move on to other things. The only thing I hate about this song is it's moments away from me having to see you shirtless. I thought you turn away when I do that. I do, but eventually you pass in front of my tracks. But if you look away properly, you'll be safe. Well, I'll take care of that, I promise you. Please do so. I want to have an enjoyable weekend. Thank you to Derek Cole. Thank you for Jacob Rudner. Thank you to our students who rocked it this week. Just feel the flavor of this show change, but we'll always end it with this. That'll never change. It's my song. It's my tune. Hope the Dodgers can bounce back. When we come back on the air, we'll know who's going to the World Series. I do hope it's the Dodgers. But I do hope it's the Astros. <laughs> this guy, bro, I told you, bro, the fear, the fear has made you cross over to the dark side. I was right on all day. Man. <laughs> I want 3-0 blown lead to happen to someone else. Yeah, because you don't want that just on you. I get it. I see right through you. You're petty, bro. Team petty. I'm the co-captain of Team Petty. <laughs> the co-captain. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes being part of Team Petty is good. You know who the other co-captain with me at Team Petty is, right? LeBron. No. Tom Brady. Fair enough. He took a lot of hummerage to the people who were picked ahead of him. He did, man. I can't remember. He named all those guys. Like, if he had his own hit list. It's unbelievable. I remembered all of them. I love watching that documentary. 
I love it when it's the weekend coming up next to King Gang. Don't call them the King Gang. All right. So they're not a gang then. No, but it's a damn good radio show. You hear it on Fridays. After that, replay of the boys. Boys have been busy. We'll get them back. I'm thinking of moving in the Wednesdays again. That's my other move. Derek was serious, by the way. I know. I told him to buckle up. I know. Get ready. Because it could happen. You never know. Coming up next, King Gang. As this go, uh, we go into the weekend and this guy here prays that the Rays <laughs> don't face the Braves, if you know what I mean, right? So how I made that rhyme there? Right? I see. I pretty like what good, you did. Huh? That was pretty good. You know the vibes. I do know them. Shout out to my boy Ricky. We found out today where he's going to be stationed, Coast Guard. I love you, Papo. We'll see what happens. All right. Enough caca. I've talked for a day and for a week. Yep. Let me get into the cooler here real quick. Ah, yes. The ones in the bottom are a lot colder, my friend. Yep. Don't mind if I pop it open. Oh, wait. Let me set this down on the sand here. There it goes. It's flung, and now I can walk off shirtless like a man does into the weekend with a cold beverage in his hand. See ya. The views and opinions expressed on Good Morning Amigo are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.